Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, and this close to the joyous holiday season, I know you're sitting there thinking to yourself, forced party, we must celebrate the end of an old and beginning of a new, drink, drink, blacked out, where are my panties? That whole rigmarole is just scant two weeks away. May I make a suggestion uh, on how you might want to spend that New Year's Eve? Put away all the other bullshit you've ever done. What you want to do is get yourself to sunny Hollywood, California. Get yourself up to Universal City Walk, situated right next door to Universal Studios. You know, the tour where you can see King Kong in 3D and Jaws comes out of the water. You can get married. Not really. Get yourself to City Walk. Drop in on me, Ralph Garman, Hollywood Babylon. That's right, man. Hollywood Babylon is having its very first New Year's Eve celebration at the John Lovitz Comedy Club this December 31st, we're going to do Hollywood Babylon like we always do, but it's going to be three hours of Hollywood Babylon, bitch. So you're going to get the regular show, and then you're going to get special edition New Year's Eve fun, man. We're going to do the HBO drinking game live. Everyone that comes in gets a copy of the official rules with their admission. So essentially, you could sit there and play the drinking game right with us in the room. And it's New Year's Eve. It's time for everybody to get drunk. Catch yourself a hotel room up there. Make it a goddamn vacation or just a night with some loved ones or some liked ones or some I just want to fuck her once some zzz. We're going to play games. We're going to have tons of fucking fun. And we're going to have lots of fucking laughs while we get sit there and get sauced. Only at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, December 31st. Doors kick open at 8 o'clock. Whole event goes till 2 in the morning. It's going to cost you, though, 85 bucks. It's a pricey ticket. Normally, our show is 20 bucks. But listen what you're getting, man, for $85. You get admission with guaranteed seating. You're getting a seat, not like you're buying a ticket and standing there or something like that or hoping to get a seat. Boom, guaranteed seat. And it's fun to sit down and eat and drink. Um, you're going to get some hors d'oeuvres that are going to be passed around. You're going to get dessert. Or you're going to get two glasses of champagne per person or a bottle of champagne per couple. It's New Year's Eve. Even if you don't like champagne, it's mandatory to drink it. Um, you're going to get tons of comedy, tons of fun. You're going to come up on stage, play some games with us and shit like that. And just laugh, laugh, laugh this horrible 2010 away where we all got thrown off fucking airplanes for being too goddamn fat. Details, go to uh, BabylonKev.com or BabylonRalph.com. And listen, this isn't just going out to the folks that live in California. Bullshit. Anybody can come. Find a cheap flight, man. Let's say you're in Kansas City. You're like, I got nothing to do. I was going to sit around probably masturbate in a really uh, bitter way. Probably tag the fleshlight three times, twice without even dumping out the contents. But now... Now it's possible I could jump on a cheap flight, not Southwest Airlines, uh, and get my ass out to Burbank, California. Beautiful, sunny Burbank, California. Get some tickets. Gentlemen, I can't say it any other way. If you surprise your woman out with an evening like this where she's going to have so much fucking good time, she could be, the inhibition is going to slip away, slip away because it's all adult grown-up humor and the booze is flowing and it's New Year's Eve. You're getting anal. You understand? That once, that rarest of beasts, like the white stag, you know, in the Narnia flicks, you can get yourself some anal off of this. And ladies, if you make a surprise move for your man, surprise him like, Merry Christmas, boom, here's some tickets to the Hollywood Babylon New Year's Eve fiasco, man, up at Universal City Walk at John Lovett's Comedy Club. Ralph Garman, Kevin Smith, he's going to give 
you anal. And when I say anal, he's going to let you put on a strap on and fuck him from behind. And ladies, you know you've always wanted to do that. For every time, he's like, let me just put in a little bit, just a little tip, maybe some neck. And you sat there going, if he only knew how uncomfortable it was, now you get to show him. Because you've taken him to the Hollywood Babylon New Year's Eve fiasco, man, and he owes you. So he's got to let you peg the fuck out of him. So everybody wins. Come on out, man. December 31st going to be a great fucking time. Me and Ralph are going to make you laugh. Hollywood Babylon, New Year's Eve fiasco, only at the John Lovitz Comedy Club at Universal City Walk. Come on out, man. Babble the fuck on. Then, when you wake up at about 4 or 5 at night on January 1st, kick off 2011 the best way possible with me and Jason Muse doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, also up at the John Lovitz Comedy Club, January 1st, 8 p.m., we're going to introduce a brand new game called Let Us Fuck with Jason Muse. Um, and it's, it's kind of fun and there's some cool sexy prizes. So yeah, come on out for me and Ralph for New Year's Eve fiasco on December 31st, uh, the New Year's Eve, uh, shindig. And then the next day, the very next morning, mere hours later, 24 hours later, come on back up to the Lovitz for the hair of the dog to bitch you. Me and Jason Muse, Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old, doing the hangover edition of the show. Come on, January 1st, man. I'll just lay around in bed like, oh, God, I can't bother my head. And, oh, is this cum around my face? Who did I fuck? Don't be that person, guy or girl. Come on up to Universal City Walk, the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Kick back on January 1st, 2011 at 8 o'clock and watch me and Jason Muse, Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old. A hollowed, bonerific holiday miracle. Matt, what are we doing on the moon? We're just hanging out on the moon. That's I, cool. I invited you here because I wanted to ask you a question. I weigh 78 pounds on the moon. I know, dude. You're looking svelte, and I weigh negative 50. Yeah. I'm not even, like, I'm I'm a, I'm a black hole. Watch, hey, put your arm through me. I'm putting my fist through you. Uh-oh, that's for another show entirely. Brendo, we're here doing a podcast on the moon. And you know what? Like, I love your company and everything, and, like, it's fun to hit this golf ball around, but I get bored, man. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I'm sorry. I'm fucking bored, Brendo. What are you going to do? <sighs> I wish I had comic books to read, but... Me too. There's no store on the moon, is there? I don't think so. I, neither do I. I've looked around. There's hey, but an, you have a trusty computer with you. There's nothing on this motherfucker. Well, I do, because obviously... We the, get Wi-Fi here. There's Wi-Fi on the moon. Sure, there's no comic book stores, but there's Wi-Fi. Um, let me just open this up real quick. What can I do to not be bored? Porno. I don't know. You're kind of close. That would be weird. Uh, I can go behind this moon rock here. Mm, maybe later. Let me see what else we could do. I could read Wikipedia articles about interesting animals. That's always fun. Ooh, an echidna. No, I've read that one before. You know what? I just figured out the perfect solution for my moon boredom. Comic books. I love them. I want to read them right now on the moon. Sweet. Me too. You know how I'm going to do that? How are you going to do that? I'm going to go to goldenapplecomics.com. Sweet. You know you know about Golden Apple Comics, right? Oh, totally. That's that comic book store in serving Hollywood for over 35 years. The most elite comic book store in the world, Brendo, and the official sponsors of that program, Bagged and Boarded, we love so much. Yeah, that's a pretty cool It's a pretty thing. cool show. So I'm going to go to goldenapplecomics.com, and I'm, I'm, I'm bored. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a bunch of Justice League trades. You know what? I love the Justice League. I want to read them right. I want to read them whenever I want. Make it my way. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like McDonald's or Burger King. I want to read a Justice League book. I should be able to read a Justice League book, even if I'm on the moon. And Golden Apple Comics allows me to do so. 
you folks, you don't have to be in LA to enjoy the, the splendors of Golden Apple Comics. You could be anywhere because if you go to goldenapplecomics.com, you can order stuff online and have it delivered to your house or that's amazing or the moon. That's right. Golden Apple Comics delivers to the moon. And if you don't believe me, go to the moon and try to buy something there. Try, prove me wrong, please. I'm giving you the opportunity. Until you go to the moon and try to order something to the moon, I don't want to hear that you can't, okay? Be a doer, not a sayer, all right? Folks, go where the fucking puck is going, not where it's been. And right now, the puck is going to the moon with Golden Apple Comics. Brendo? I like it, too. He likes it, too. GoldenAppleComics.com. Check him out. And welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brenda Creasy. What up, Brenda? We got we got DJ D Rock up in the booth of Popsicles fame. Folks, you are joining us. On an auspicious occasion, it is our second annual year-end best-of show, Brenda. What do you think of that? It feels good. Are you excited? It feels good I'm for excited. me. Because the last time I did this, I, I was the only one involved in the podcast. That was the Matt Cohen-only episode. And it was... I'm not going to lie, I loved it, but I was worried the audience would, would, would tune out a little bit. Did you, as a listener, did you hear that episode? I enjoyed it. Out with the new, when I did all the sound effects and shit? Yeah, it was... When it was like, funny. number eight, yeah. Watchmen. And I had the fucking intro music. Sounds good. Because, again, we're, this is a special episode. There is no audience here tonight. We're recording it a lot earlier than we usually do. Um, it's our special year-end blast. We've got, oh, so many. If, folks, if you like lists, then you're in the right place. Welcome to fucking Bag and Boarded. Um, as always, we are very proud to be sponsored by Golden Apple Comics. Yeah, Golden Fine Apple. shop here in Hollywood, California. GoldenAppleComics.com. Check them out on the web and Purple Tree Clothing and uh, proud members of the Smodcast. We're just fucking, we're just proud, Brendo. I'm very proud. You're loud and proud, man. Totally. You're like the definition of that. Yes. And I'm like raspy and proud. And Derek, what are you? I'm proud. I'm He's proud just too. proud. Um, We've so- compiled some lists for you folks. 2010, what a year. It's, uh, first, what happened this year? Smodcastle happened. Bob Castle happened. Julian Brando Assange happened. Yeah. If you're up on your politics. Um, Brendo came out. Brendo came out of the closet. I did. Which was a big event in the gay way. I feel like some people don't know what that means. Really? Maybe. Some people probably are like, I don't get it. There are probably people in the world who hear that phrase so often and they're just imagining people like hiding in clo- literal closets and shit. Well, like in E.T. when Gertie's next to all the dolls. Yeah. I like up until this year, you were Gertie. And now you're really Gertie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you staring off in the distance? I'm just thinking about that. About what? Being Gertie from E.T.? Yeah. What? I mean, it's hey, look what happens. And let's see what happens. You get to marry a fellow Smodcaster, uh, Tom Green, at one point. Yeah. Uh, you have your your dalliances in drug abuse. You make a film called Home Fries that touches millions. Yeah. It's not a bad life for you, Gertie. It's Charlie's Pretty Angel. Good. What? He's a Charlie's Angel. Charlie's yeah. Angels, exactly. Now, I if get you get in a fight with it, Crispin Glover. If you were Elliot, on the other hand, I'd be like, hey, kid. 
enjoy 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 it as well. But then lasts. be like, when you're much older, you'll get to be in a Martin Scorsese film. Who are you talking about? He was in Gangs of New York. C. Thomas Howell. Yes, Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. Was C. C. Thomas Howell. Was C. Thomas Howell in any Martin Scorsese? He was in E.T. though. See, Thomas, how was? Yeah, he had the hat on. Wow. He was one of uh, the older brother's friends. I, like, mistaked that into the world, and it wow. fucking worked for me. Look he, at you. Derek's our resident expert on all things stupid. Derek, which one was in Soul Man? See, Thomas Howe. See, Thomas Howe. Yes. Who's the other guy we're talking about? Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas. What else has he been in? Gangs of New, New York. York. N.E.T.? Yes. And some other it's stuff. It's not a bad career. And Cloak and Dagger. Oh, and, yeah, Cloak and Dagger was awesome. I'm not familiar with that. You ever seen Cloak and Dagger? Never heard of oh, it. Oh, dude. Like the comic book? That's the one movie no. that scared me when I was a little kid because it's about like a Dungeons and Dragons game with spies and the game comes to life and then the kid's parents like get kidnapped. So it's and, Jumanji with yeah, Soviets? But with, yeah. But it's like the parents are gone and adults are trying to kill this kid. It's very scary. That sounds good, man. You know what scared me as a kid? What? Fantasia. Really? Yeah, man. I hate surrealist art. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, Fantasia really did scare me though, and I think I might have spoken about like, this in the other episode. Because the night on Bald Mountain, I have no idea. I've never seen it. For, I, for the, Why did it scare you? Uh, I went to go see Fantasia with my dad. I remember very specifically at the Comac movie theater. Um, we fucking pulled up. We went to go see. We were we were getting in to go see the movie, and I saw a poster for Child's Play. <laughs> and I was like five years old. The poster for Child's Play scared me so much that I then immediately associated it with the movie we were going to see. And I was convinced they were going to show a Child's Play coming attraction. Oh my Now, God. years later, they probably don't show horror film coming attractions during fucking Fantasia. But I didn't know that as a kid. So I went like screaming, wailing, crying into the parking lot. And we drove home. And I've never seen Fantasia or Child's Play. Wow. That was a bad day for me. Yeah. Another bad day, we went to go see The Shadow. My dad's car died, Brendo. Only time my parents' cars have ever died. My dad's Acura Legend died on our way to see The Shadow. That never, movie sucked. Never even no, seen that it. That movie's amazing. Don't tell me that. I want to go with Derek on that. I've ne- yeah, I'll never. I loved bad, The Shadow, and it really My dad's car me. died for that fucking movie, you asshole. That was a consideration. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if there were people in the audience right now, Derek, Brendo gave a weird fucking look off and kind of just shrugged his shoulders. Um, you are, dude. I feel like 90% of the laughs we get are based on shit you do visually. Yeah, this is going to be weird at this point. Then. You'll get laughs from me. We'll get laughs from Derek, and we'll get laughs from fucking dude. It's like we did... How many episodes of Bag and Border did, did me and Jesse do without an audience? A lot. 65 or something? No one was... My dog wasn't laughing. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is... Welcome to the world of... This is what most podcasts are like. I know. I used to do one by myself. I know that, and I wish it still... Is it anywhere on the internet? It probably is. What was it called? Radio Brendo Man. All right. <laughs> Everyone stop this fucking nonsense and go Google that because that's what I wish I was doing right now. It was me going like, hey, this is Brendo. Oh, God. It was an hour. It was an hour of the Brendo Man Minute. going on this week. Was it an hour of the Brendo Man Minute? Oh, my fucking and then God. I, and then I got smart and I had segments and I had my friends on and we'd Skype. And, and what about the Spice Rack? Well, Spice Rack was uh, my show, my radio show when I was in college. And it was named because you were a big Spice Girls fan, yes. right? Was it a Spice Girls show? Well, I, I, I would intro with a Spice Girls song, and then I'd play some rare Spice Girls tracks. Are I'd there, also rare, play are there music. rare Spice Girls tracks? Yeah, dude, tracks? there's B-sides and other stuff that weren't on their records. Like, oh, that legendary fucking, it's that legendary song they recorded when they, they were drunk really in that villa in France man. after their tour in 76. This one, the, the, one? The, the, the song that I opened with. Do you still legitimately with, like Spice Girls? I enjoy their music. I think it's fun. Oh, you are one of the gays. <laughs> I like listening to fun music sometimes. 
And oh, my, the, the, I opened with... You're like, Indigo Girls, tons of fun. I opened with a track called Culture Outer Club. Space Girls. The so much fun. Base B-side. It was a B-side. So people were, so people like, so if you only, if you were really cool, you knew what was going on, kind of, right? But I played normal music. You had to be a true Spice Girls fan. How did you get like rare Spice Girls tracks in the days I before would, the internet? I would order the singles from like Europe and shit. Did you ever go to a concert? Yes. I missed my first day of college. Have you met any of them? Oh, that's right. That was your revelation. I met Sporty. How did that go? It was awesome. Were you excited? <laughs> yes. Where did you meet her? She did a signing. How long did you wait to meet Sporty Spice? At the Virgin Megastore that how, used to be how there. Many, how long did you wait in line to meet her? Three hours. Was it worth it? Totally. What did she say to you? She was all cute. And she was like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, Brendan. <laughs> And she's like, oh, it's nice to meet you. And then she's like, how do you like the new... Because it was her solo album. I was like, I really like it. It's really good. And I saw you guys in San Diego. She's like, I love San Diego. It's such a nice place. <laughs> You're like, me too. And I, it was really cool. <laughs> Thank you, Sporty Spice. Um, were you the only dude in line who looked like you? Yes. Was it weird? No. You're like, were you like that old man at like a Miley Cyrus signing or some no, shit? There was like always lots like, of gay dudes and other dudes. I was watching this um one time. I was really fucking high, and it was like three in the morning, and there was this Taylor Swift twenty four hour autograph web stream going on. She was signing autographs for twenty four hours, <laughs> so I possible. clicked on it, and every like five guys in line would be like some dude in his fucking sixties. Derek, you have any weird. idea what I'm talking about? No. No, you I don't. waited in line for an hour to meet Avril Lavigne. Did you really? And there was a guy in front of me dressed as Avril Lavigne, so that was weird. <laughs> but you, so you kind of got to meet her an hour before you met her? Sort of, but not really. Uh, <laughs> how was that experience? She, she was great. She was fa- Have I ever waited in line for a signing? Um, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. It was like fucking 20 minutes. Uh, it was kind of sad, too. Uh, Tenacious D. Yeah. I got a really cool Tenacious D uh at the Virgin Megastore in Manhattan, actually, it was um, the day Pick a Destiny came out. You had to pre-order it or some shit, and I got it that morning. And then I came back and I brought my acoustic guitar, and they both signed it. And this is how cheap of a of a uh, Hebrew I am. I was like, oh, I'm gonna bring them. That's a time when the cr- clear rolling papers had just come out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna give fucking Jack and Kyle cl- clear rolling papers, man. That's a cool gift. So I was like, hey, man, I love you guys. Blah blah blah. He's like, thanks. I'm like, here, I, I gave, I got you a fucking. You know, these rolling papers and Kyle looks out, looks down at them and looks back up at me. He's like, you got anything to go with that? I was like, uh, I can if you want my number. He's like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. Thanks. <laughs> and I was all bummed out. I was like, should I have brought weed for them? I was like, fuck no. What? This ain't no charity. They can buy their own weed. That's what I'm saying. Maybe not Kyle, but Jack certainly can. I think Kyle can too. <laughs> yeah, with Kyle all that train wreck, all that train wreck cash he's got flowing in. Well, he was part of the band. He I, wrote the songs. Songwriters make more money than the actual singers. I don't know how many albums Tenacious D ever sold. Do you think they sold, sold a bunch? Sold a lot, yeah. Really? What? They tour a lot. I saw them live. It was, I'm pretty sure one of I their albums the, went at least gold. I think Triumph did, probably. At least gold. I um, 500,000 albums. I saw them at Madison Square Garden. I kind of bought a ticket on a lark because I was like, oh shit, it's a fucking Pick a Destiny tour. Like, I love the album. I knew every song. And like I went not expecting anything because I'm like a fish head. I go to fucking you know what I mean. They put on an amazing concert, yeah. like a genuinely really cool good. fucking rock show. It was, it was fun. fun, dude. Pyrotechnics and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was really good. I saw him with Weezer. We'll get into music in a little bit. We're covering everything before we cover it because we got we, we got we got so many lists here tonight, folks. Brendo's got his top ten lists of dude he jerk dudes he jerks. I had off a to. random question I was thinking about last night. Hit me. Does it involve? Am I like the Carl Pilkington? Um. 
No. Like, do people no. see me as that? No. You don't think? Okay, good. Not at all. That kind of worried we me. We don't have a Carl. No, not at all. What is he in a radio dynamic, Derek? Matt's not going to like. You're Rick, more Ricky Gervais because the way he is is like he doesn't take no Hello? nonsense. Hello? Then- Someone just opened the front door. Hello? Can I help you? Hello? Hello? Hold on one second. I think a ghost just opened our door. Or I saw somebody walk in. It's me and yours now, Brenda. Can show. you see out back who's out there? I swear to God, I saw somebody walk in. I saw a head. I saw a head. I swear to God, somebody walked in. I think someone peeked their head in to see if if uh, if what was going on. Okay, it happens. We're in, we're in a lot of transients around here, Brendan. They like podcasts. Yeah. Uh, what were we what saying? If it's a ghost. Oh, so he's Benji. He's Ricky Gervais. Am I Stephen Merchant? Yes. But just because the show is called Ricky, the Ricky Gervais show, that doesn't mean that Brendo leads this particular podcast. But he's a take no nonsense guy on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you? I'm uh, the water cooler that they get the water from. <laughs> yeah. Okay, when I was doing right the, the Brendo on. Man minute though, that was definitely like kind of a Carl Pilkington no. thing. Like, no, 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 this no. guy talk. No, you not at all, fun? man. Because people liked hearing you. All right. That was why well, we I like did, hearing him. That was why we did the minute. They do it to like. You're not like a whack packer. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's move on with the list. <laughs> <laughs> right the fuck on, man. Um, let's get into it. 2010, the year that was. A lot of shit happened. Like we said, Julian Assange. There was that volcano with the airplanes. Was that this year? The Iceland, yeah. Iceland volcano. There was um. That nobody can pronounce. There was miners. That's I think on my top ten best volcano thing. The Iceland was what yeah. number? Number three. Well, I have St. Helens as number one, of course. You too? Mount Doom is Pompeii. One. Which one? Mount Doom. Mount Doom. Fictional <laughs> volcano. Good choice. I, uh, funnily enough, I have, uh, number seven and eight are volcano from volcano and the volcano from Dante's Peak. So my number the two. Volcano and Dragon Ball Rat. What is that game called that you want? I was, oh, you just took mine. <laughs> Fireball <laughs> Island. Sorry. Can't have it now. Okay, Fireball so, Island. So Brendo's going to go with the f- volcano in a board game that no one's heard of but him. That's his choice. Whatever. Um, and that's our volcano list. Uh, other things happened this year but volcanoes, though. Lots of stuff happened. Lots of stuff, man. Too many movies. So many things. Music. So much, much stuff. Too much. Too much. Too much is not enough, though, or something. Too much. That was probably an something. 80s song because they didn't really. They weren't really that original. It's uh, not enough. Let's that's kick it all off. Let's song. kick it all off with. The, there you go. Let's kick it all off with movies, folks. The the, the big the big gun? The cinema. We'll go with the big gun first. Yeah, man. It's been. Are we gonna? What, I think it's been a weird year for movies. I can't say yeah. it's been. I can't say it's been a strong year. And and terrible. comparing it to last year's list, I, I last year was a phenomenally better year at film. I think. But still bad. What? 2008 was like the greatest year ever. 2010, 2010 sucked, was kinda, the bomb. Right? Do you agree that 10 wasn't that great? Kind of the worst year like, agree, yeah. of the decade, maybe? It's kind of blah. It's the first year of the decade. Uh, last. There was oh, no year zero. You mean? Goes, what, there was no year, year zero. It doesn't start it. It doesn't go 1 to 11. But the way we do it, this is the start of a new, this is the first year of a new decade. 2011 is. So that's like 1990 is part of the 80s? That's not true. Oh. He got you. It got reset in the thousands, man. You didn't get the memo? Okay. Or something. Is there going to be like, I love the 2000s? The aughts. there already is. The aughts. I love the 10s. Aughts. What's the, what is it going to be for this decade? The 10s? Yeah, man. Oh, I guess because say the 19s. The teens. The teens? Yeah. Okay. What and about 11? That's not a teen. I, it can't, it's 11 teen. If it you tweens? Want. 
The tweens. <laughs> the tweens, man. Demi Lovato and shit. Oh, man. Who what's going on with Avengers Demi Lovato? Film, but we'll save that for another podcast. Movies, man. Let's start it off. The way I think we should go is we should just go... Uh, Ten? Everyone go around and say they're ten, and then we'll okay. go. Everyone will go. But you know who? You know who else has a list for us? Who's not our, even here? Our good man, right? In absentia, Mr. Jesse Jerome Rivers has Rock sent on. in his top ten list of films, and I'm going to do my damnedest to, to do him honor <laughs> by doing a Jesse impression right on. as he delivers his top ten films and his rationale for choosing those films. So let's start it off. Let's go counterclockwise from DJ D Rock. You want the best? Give me. Go from ten to one. We'll go from. Ten to one. One being the best, ten being the the be- the worst of the best. Okay. So number ten, flipped. Flipped. What is that? Flipped is the Rob Reiner movie where the kids where it's it's like the Stand By I Me. I heard that was terrible. You saw that? No, I just heard it was bad. Nope. It wasn't well, bad. You didn't know what it was tw- ten seconds no, ago. No, I when we no. said it was a Rob. Um, Reiner I watched movie. a trailer after Derek told me what it was. Well, here's what we'll do with this: we'll let everyone rebut for a second, and then we'll let the guy who really picked the movie say why he liked it because it's not an argument show. So you'll let. So I have to hear why you hate a movie that you didn't see. Why yes. you hated no, it? No, I, I absolutely. Just, I'm curious to hear what, what I like it. Um, you would love it probably. Really? It, it's like little kids and like out. family shit. Oh, I like and, that. Like everyone's happy and stuff, and there's like emotional turmoil. No, Anthony Edwards is like slapping kids. What? That's what I mean. Emotional turmoil and shit. Yeah, I'm, I take a pass on that. Derek, why'd you love it? Why'd you love Flip? Why were you the only person in America who's A, heard of the film and C, seen it? It's a very touching story about young love and how guys are stupid. Right on. Because the little kid, boy, was like a jerk and all the girl wanted to do is love him, but he couldn't see that because he's too young and stupid. And that was and that that was your number ten. And, that's and then by why the time became, I saw it, it was too late. <laughs> and that's why it became your number ten film of the year. Very cool, man. Flipped uh, film again. Oh, you know I can't. I'm not going to make fun of it. Derek liked flipped. So I be feel it. like Brendo now defending my loves and my uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, welcome to this episode, <laughs> man. It's like the gauntlet and shit. It's like geek American geeky. You're the gauntlet. The gauntlet. You you specifically are the gauntlet. I'm I'm the gauntlet in this specific instance. Yes. Uh, Brendo, your number ten film. Uh, my number ten is the fighter. And and okay, uh, Derek, what do you think about that film? It was like a Saturday Night Live sketch. It was very silly. Nice. I didn't see it because I have no interest in fucking Mark Wahlberg in a drama. I didn't think I was gonna have any interest, and then I really liked it. I thought he did a good job. Um, Christian Bale did a good job. Melissa Leo did a very good job. She played the he she played the Sherry O'Terry like character from Saturday. Was it really Live. an SNL sketch? I don't know what he's talking about. No, remember that. Who like, is the Chris Kattan? Uh, Christian Bale cool. or Mark Wahlberg? But remember that Sherry O'Terry character that that Long Island wife that like used to yell at the kids for like no, yeah from the long. stoop yeah yeah that I was I guess that was that was Melissa of, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was really uplifting and a good story and a good action. Right a good on boxing. Right on. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like it. I was very surprised. Incidentally, Jesse Rivers has a little at number 10. What? Man, I picked the fighter. Yeah. Man, because, you know, I, I wasn't expecting, hey, you know, I wasn't expecting to like it, man, but shit. It's good performances and fucking good story. I liked it, man. <laughs> that David O. Russell's a good guy. All right. And that was, thank you, Jesse. Uh, my number 10, a film called Waking Sleeping Beauty. I haven't seen it yet. Really? Um, it's about the renaissance of, uh, the, the second renaissance of Disney animation, kind of the, the Michael Eisner, uh, Katzenberg years from like Little Mermaid to, to Pocahontas, as it were, and about how like the animation department was always bankrupt and 
they were going to shut it down. And it's just a really cool kind of fucking inside Hollywood story. It's also like, there's, it's a really good documentary, I think. There's moments in there, like, the beauty, the mu, I don't know, the music goes well with it. Like, there's, there's emotionally, there's emotional shit in that doc, yeah, I feel. Funny like. animated transitions from the actual animators. About, yeah, absolutely. Like, they about got meetings they had. Like, if they were talking about a certain meeting, they'd have the animators draw a little fucking cartoon of the meeting. It was, I thought it was really cool. So that's, that's, cool. that's my number 10 film, Waking Sleeping Beauty. Number nine, sir, take it away. Number nine, 127 hours. It's a story about the triumph of will. That's, uh, I would see that because I like Danny Boyle, but it's like, it, it's that thing again where like, I know it's going to be a great film, but it's just no interest. Same thing with Social Network, which I'm sure you guys have on your lists or, or Jesse at least does. I haven't seen it. I have no interest in seeing the fucking Facebook movie. You know, everyone said it's raving about it and it's David Fincher, but it's just like, I have nothing there for me. The That's on I my like- top five. I did not see, but want to. You made, you went with random lists. Do you have a list of top 10 dudes you've jerked off to? No. Get him a pen. The <laughs> thing I liked about 127 hours afterwards is that this year Brendo slipped on a on his staircase and was alone for about like how long? Like 15 20 minutes. Yeah, like I would like to see a movie about Brendo and those 15 minutes where he was like nobody's ever coming from That was Brendo's and in what James Franco went through in 127 hours Brendo went through in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like he was about to gnaw off his own fucking so leg. In essence Brendo is like stronger than whoever James Franco was playing. Absolutely. So that's your number nine film. I didn't see it. I want to see it. It's on my list. Go for it, Brendo man. Um, My number nine is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Ugh. Why did you like it so much? I thought it was really good, and it was, like, exciting. And You can't. Every time we ask you that you like a movie, you can't just say it was really good. Well, I enjoyed it. Well, give the reasons you enjoyed it. (laughs) It was very true to the book. What about that dance? And That dance sequence. That was weird. I thought it was fucking shit. Derek, do you agree? No, I liked it, but that did you really? I haven't liked. I only one I've liked out of all the flicks is Azkaban. To tell you the truth, the Quaron one. I haven't. What? It's all the alliterations to getting boners and stuff. Whose phone is ringing? Oh, it's in the lobby. Is that your phone? Yeah. I left it in the lobby. Unprofessional. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, it's just for, for some reason, and I'm a huge fan of the fucking Harry Potter books. It's just. Movie-wise, they've been very blah to me, except for Azkaban, which I thought was a great film. I've liked all the ones since Azkaban. Right on. <laughs> I mean, I've just got yeah, I've got nothing to say about that. I just like fucking goblet of fire. Nothing happens in it. That I one's thought, great. I thought that was There's great. Dra- what the fuck? Nothing happens. There's fucking Triwizard Tournament, man. Okay, they just like wander their way through it, though. Like, they fight the- dragons. What the fuck are Ugh. you talking about? All right, boys. they fight dragons. All right, they ladies. Fight mermaids. We can discuss this after fucking. They go through a maze. Okay, they go through a maze. Nothing happens. I I'm just I thought the films were very underwhelming, but that was Brendo's number nine choice, right? Yes. Okay, that's fair enough, man. You know what Jesse's number nine choice was? What? Exit through the gift shop. Oh, yeah? And he said, man, I like fucking, man, I didn't even know about this graffiti shit, man, but there's this, this British guy named Banksy or whatever. He like does these portraits and sculptures. It's cool, man. It's like kind of a, I don't know, a mock you documentary hoax kind of thing, man. I like it. Yeah. All right, did, that was Jesse's number. Did he number. just give you a list, or did he give you comments? To no, give you? I'm making up the comments <laughs> as I go along. He just <laughs> gave me the list. Mocky documentary. Mocky documentary. Uh, my number nine film of the year is also a documentary. A little film called Winnebago Man. That's on my list. It is on your list. Is it it's on, on my list? honorable mention. Uh-oh. 
Brendo didn't like it very much. Uh, There's too many movies. Oh, Brendo. You were telling me you didn't even see that many movies this year. I didn't, and then I listed them out, and I'm like, I guess I did. (laughs) Are you telling me that the story of this man's isolation and anger doesn't hold up to the story of a fictional wizard? I liked it, but (laughs) I liked the Harry Potter more. All right. Um, I thought it was great. I really did. Like, um... It, it's for those of you who don't know, it's the story of Jack Rabney, who's a guy who did those uh, Winnebago infomercial things back in the day, and was famous on YouTube for cursing and stuff. And it's kind of, I don't know. Uh, let's do if you have it on your list too. Let's do a joint fucking description, I guess, to save time. Like, okay. Um, I just you know, I talk about uplifting. That movie is so fucking negative and dour until like the last five minutes, and then you get hit with like an emotional punch. I love that shit. You know what I mean? My number four movie. It's your number four. Why do you love it so much? Because. It, like this whole year, people have been like Pee Wee Herman has like thrown away like, like that persona for years. And then this year he decided, you know what? I'm going to embrace what made me famous. I'm going to embrace what makes people happy. And that's what another movie on my list called uh, Best Worst Movie is also about. But we'll talk about that later. But Me too. I like, me too. I like it when people embrace who they are, and they're finally accepting of it. So Brendo coming out was your favorite Bag and Boarded episode? That was my favorite coming out of the year. It was your, <laughs> you know, my I, my favorite was Amber Heard, but Brendo's a close second. Whoa. <laughs> now, now, now Brent, what? <laughs> what? Brendo's now close second as well. Brent, Amber Heard? You didn't, you didn't know hear? that? Where, where did you hear that? Everywhere. Dude, come on. You're supposed to be the fucking brainchild behind popsicles. Yeah, Amber Heard came out, man. Wow. Get up on your shit. So yeah, Brendo's now my number two. Sorry about That's that. That's okay. You were hot happy to have her. Is she your number one? You're like, I like that she came out more than I did too. Well, you know. I agree. She's pretty. Yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> um, Brendo's cranky. Are you cranky? No. Do you want a Diet Coke? I'm not cranky. You want some Mentos? Why am I cranky? Want to get a Happy Meal? No. Okay. Slurpee? You want a, you want a, you want a, uh, a Super Bowl? No. You bounce all around the theater and then lose it right away. That always happened. Everyone yeah. knows that. Totally. Um, number, uh, so yeah, Winnebago Man, I, I, that is my number nine film. Ocho, take it away, D-Rock. Number and then eight. we'll burn through the other list because this is the big one. Number we don't want to go too, we don't want to go too long. Ramona and Beezus. Another film I've never so even bad. fucking heard of. The adaptation of the Ramona, age eight, Ramona Quimby novels. Not a clue what you're talking about. Beverly Cleary, Ramona. Adult you novels. brought Still them up to me. You're like, you listen, you are, you read gay kids books like Ramona. Oh yeah, because you said the name of the book is Ramona. I don't know what it is. I just think it's gay. It's a great children's novel about a little plucky little girl that gets her family together after a lot of trials and tribulations. So it was good. I really wanted to see it. it. Who's Beezus? That's her sister. Her sister's name, her given name is Beezus? It's Beatrice, but she names her Beezus because she doesn't know how to talk when she's little. Why would the kid be saying her own name? No, Ramona calls Ramona her Beezus. Ramona's younger than yeah. Beezus? Yes. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It should be Beezus and Ramona. That's what the first book was called. And then they flipped it to Ramona and Beezus? Ramona's the, famu- the more famous character. Ramona got more popular. I don't Selena like this. Gomez. I don't like this whole universe. It's really good, Brenda. It's a great universe, and there's crossovers. Would I like Henry Huggins in the movie? Watch this. No way. Would I like it? No. no Okay, I had a question. Here's (laughs) a question: Was Henry Huggins in the movie? Who's that? I didn't read any of the books. Well, there's other books about Henry Huggins, and sometimes they crossed over. Like Ramona was in the first Henry Huggins book. Was Harriet the Spy in the movie? There's Bridget Monaghan. I like that. And there's Selena Gomez. Yeah, she's okay. 
Who's Bridget Monahan? She's a supermodel. From Coyote Ugly? She's the one that, uh. From Coyote Ugly? Yes. The one that the. I know who that is. I remember that Maxim. This guy cheated on with Giselle Boone. I remember that Maxim spread very well, the Coyote Ugly one. I can name all those gals. My number seven for 2000. Was, was Coyote, Coyote Ugly? Ugly. Alright, so, so you went with Ramona and Business cause you're a weird. Beezus. You're a, whatever, man. Whatever it's called. <laughs> no one cares. Ramona and fucking Beezus. I Beezus. care. That's cool. Cares. Okay, Ramona and Beezus. A good choice. That's it. an interesting choice. Go for it, Brando. Number um, eight. My number eight was The Town. Expound on that, sir. Well, I really liked it. I thought the, <laughs> I thought the fights, the, the, the chase scenes were really good. I thought John Hamm was awesome and Jeremy Renner was really good in the performances and I liked the relationships in the movie and um, Blake Lively really surprised me. Right on. I haven't seen it. I never even saw Gun Baby Gun. I don't like crime movies. Yeah. If you don't like crime movies, they're crime movies. That's what I mean. I'm sure it's good, though. You it see great. it, Derek? Town is uh, very good. Okay. Good shit. Number Blake eight. Lively's from, very hot. Number eight from Alabama. Man, here's a film that I thought was going to be number one. But, man, I love it anyway, and I know people are going to say I'm crazy. But number eight is Shutter Island from Martin Scorsese. Jesse doesn't know how to say Scorsese. Um, <laughs> man, I didn't see it, so I can't even fake it. Uh, it Have was, you seen any of the movies that we've said so far? No. Yet? Okay. <laughs> no. What have you said? I didn't even see Harry Potter. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. How do you say? You called it shit. Yeah, because I can see a fucking trailer. Fuck you. <laughs> Did you make it, sir? I didn't know you were fucking. I, just, you I didn't like, know you were Floor Delacour. I didn't know this was going to be. Matt's going to pretend he saw all these movies. We got a regular. I didn't, I've never claimed to see any said of these. I thought it was shit. That means that implies that's that you've as seen bad it. as Brendo saying I saw. Wake I didn't say I saw it. You're not making informed opinions. Sure, I, I am. But that's what Matt that. does best. That's what I do best, damn yeah, it. It's based on my fucking gut reactions. I saw that trailer. I saw the last two. I don't need that's to see any more. That's my feelings on the Harry Potter franchise. You could have you could have mentioned number seven, part four, and I would have said the same thing, Brendo. All right. Well, we were talking about Shutter Island. Is it on your list too? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I, on did, my did anyone honorable mentions. I saw it. Was I it saw good? It? No. No, my parents walked out on it. It was on my honorable mentions. I actually enjoyed it a bit. It's very silly. Yeah, I have no, I have no interest. Like, and it's not even supernatural, right? There are elements, but it's faked. It's a twist at the end that makes you realize he's all crazy in his head or something. It's not like there's real ghosts. Not necessarily. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch. At that. what part did your parents leave? I have no idea. They said they made it like an hour in and they got bored. Well, it's weird because an hour or five in, like the Ghostbusters show up and then they stay through the whole movie. <laughs> my, my parents would. I don't think my parents would have cared to tell you the truth. If that the Ghostbusters. What? That was the twist. I don't think my parents would have cared if the Ghostbusters showed up. Um, my number eight film, which we can all discuss now because we're all fucking, we all said we dug it. Uh, best worst movie. Yes. Another That's my number seven. Another documentary that came out this year, uh, about, uh, the kind of cult phenomenon that developed over the film Troll 2 and then sort of went away as quick as it developed. And that's kind of what the movie's really about. Um, to Wait, me at least. Saying? What? What are you saying? Th- that the movie's not about how popular Troll 2 is. It's about how it was super popular for a minute. And this guy thought, the ma- and George thought, oh my God, I made it. And then he goes to that con and no one signed. That's when that movie really clicks into me. When he's at the, spoiler alert, when he's at the horror con, and and no one's asking for his autograph, and no one's heard of Troll 2, and he realizes, like, holy shit, 
my fame is only in this very, 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 very small bubble, and that's all it'll ever be, that and that this has grown as big away. as it's going to get. That doesn't mean that the fad went away. It's just that it was very, very niche. Yes, and it still is, I guess. But like, you don't really hear about Troll Two as much as you did a couple of years ago. It's it is kind of fading fast, but it, like the room, like a good five years or. It something. had a really good role in Troll yeah. Two, but to me, that's what that film is about. It's the opposite of Winnebago Man. Actually, it's got the opposite ending, yeah. which I love, and I put the two together because Troll and that's Two what is. I told you. Troll Two is yeah, and I and I and I used it to flirt with a chick. <laughs> how, how did that work out? Uh, who knows, man. We'll see. Are you getting married next fall? Absolutely. That's going to be my best man. On NBC. My best man speech is going to be what I told you to make her. It could be a reality show and shit. Um, no, it was the opposite arc of 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 Winnebago Man, which you you which you you said that to Evan Rachel Wood, right? Now I have to edit something out. Edit, 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 edit. Why do you have to edit that out? Because I don't want the world knowing I'm flirting with Evan Rachel Wood, man. I would I would be very proud. <laughs> I don't. I, we now. Her, I really have to edit that out. Your Muppet tattoos and everything. I, I that that seems to have become my move to show off my tattoos. Yeah, it is. You like show them off for no reason. <laughs> Let's stop naming names and shit. I'm really. <laughs> I didn't my, name any names. Here's the point. If if I don't edit the Evan Rachel Wood out for some reason, it's probably because I'm lazy. Fuck. I don't want to have to edit. You're a dick, Derek. Why? <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood came to a show at the Smodcastle once, and she was a really cool chick, and we were talking about Winnebago Man, and I used Derek's line. Boom, there you go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that was awesome. Here, that fun. was my number one moment, Smodcastle moment of the year, what just happened. What was? Right now? Yeah. That was awesome. That you just blew up my fucking spot? <laughs> <laughs> that, you, that, that I admitted to the world that I tried to mack it to the fucking queen of Mississippi words, or whatever? That was like your uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. You are like, yeah, thanks, man. Look what happened. Me and Evan were really in fucking blazing up the trails, man. I haven't even seen her since, so thanks, Derek. You're some Roxanne, buddy. I'll give you more lines to tell her the next time she comes. Great. There will be no next time because you fucked me up the first time. <laughs> oh you were like, God. talk about Winnebago, man. Why are we talking about this? Um, so best worst movie. <laughs> yeah, no, we already. There's the best worst movie. Check it out. Another. It's the year. It's the year of documentaries. I really enjoy it. There are a lot of very just real moments, like when they go to that lady's house and she's like got living with her mom. Crazy that lady. was insane. That was awesome. All right, number seven, D Rock, take it away. Number seven on my list was best worst movie. I gotta think of some way to blow up your fucking spot. All right, number seven on your list. What do you mean best worst movie? Spot? I'm joking. I really might have to edit that uh, that shit out. Go ahead, but I thought it was funny. All right, I guess I won't. People are gonna love that. What I does guess that I mean? Won't. They'll blow up your spot. Because what if? What if? What if? Man, what if? <laughs> no, what does that term mean? But they'll blow up my spot. Yeah. To like expose my secrets to the world. Oh, that's like a your secret. spotlight. You've never heard that phrase before. Sam, like a spotlight? No, maybe. I just asked Rihanna out on Twitter. My secrets are out there. Did you ask Rihanna out on <laughs> <Yeah>. Twitter? <laughs> What'd she say? A pending response. She called you a cunt. <laughs> that was some other lady. That was some other lady on Twitter. All right, number seven, Brenda. Best worst movie for you too. Yeah. All right, right on. I My really number like seven is. is a film that no one else has got on their top ten list. I don't think. I don't give a fuck. I had a lot of fun with it. It's probably not as good as I think it is. I'll watch it a million times and find out for myself. I'm a giant mark for the man who made it, Machete by Robert Rodriguez. I have it on my list. Wow, man. You want to be me. Um, Why did you like it, Brendo? Because the action scenes were so fun and crazy, and he was awesome. 
Uh, Danny Trejo did it for me, man. Like he I was, was so awesome. Was, yeah, it's Steven Seagal was fucking nuts. Everyone, I thought it was. I thought it was really cool. Derek, you liked it too. It was really good, but it was a little too long. Kind of petered out towards. See, I actually thought it was too short. Oh yeah, me too. It was only like eighty-five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a little. I long can't for wait me. for the sequel. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it is. <laughs> uh, the movie didn't make the movie. It made, didn't, a, it made enough money. I don't think it made enough to just. I, I, I think it did okay. You think there's gonna be a sequel? No. No. You're waiting for Machete a Lives. Lot of people didn't think Machete yeah, was gonna Brando, happen. You're kind of lucky. You that never this know. Happened. I guess They're making so. Making that yeah. other movie. I guess so. They, they made. Well, they made it. Which that, one? That, hobo with a shotgun. Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, let's see how well that fucking does. Is that actually gonna like get a wide release? No. What are you crazy? Machete. Yeah, Rutger Hauer. People... Rutger Hauer really drives them into the theaters in Middle America. No offense to Rutger Hauer. Great. I love Rutger Hauer. I like Rutger Hauer. He resurged in the last few years. He was in Buffy the Vampire Sin Slayer. City, fucking Dark Knight. He's back, man. He's back. Totes. Good to have you, Roger. R- uh, Rutger. So you like <laughs> Rutger. Machete. So Machete was my seven. Jesse's my number seven man was an independent film called Winter's Bone starring some lady who got, is going to get nominated for awards. It's going to be an X-Men. And John Hawks. That's your next one? The lady in Winter's Bone is going to be an uh, X-Men. She's going to play Emma Frost. Really? X-Men, the, the... It's January Jones? No, that's she's going to play somebody else. Right? January Jones is Emma Frost. January Jones is Emma Frost. Well, then the girl in Winter's Bone is playing somebody else. Get your shit straight. Mystique. She's going to play Mystique. Motherfucker. Um, how many characters do they have in that movie? I want to see that movie. I just I missed it. Peh. Winter's uh, Bone. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I, I actually want to see it because I'm a huge fan of John Hawks, and apparently it's, really it's like... It, what? It's really boring. You saw it? It's like Brick in the Ozarks. <laughs> I like that. Brick. I like Brick and I like the Ozarks. The Ozarks are And I love insane. John Hawks. Ozarks are crazy. John right? Hawks is awesome. All right, so that was Jesse's number seven. Number six, let's bust this out. Number six, take it away, D-Rock. Number six, Youth in Revolt, starring Michael Sarah and like the hottest blonde girl I've ever seen. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> pretty lady. You didn't fucking look her up if it was the hottest chick you've ever seen? I probably did in January. It came like a, out of, like a year ago. Uh, I never saw it. That's where he plays himself with a mustache? He plays a guy with twin personalities, one good, one bad. It's like Fight Club with Michael Sarah. Yeah, but like in a good way. <laughs> right on. All right. I actually would check that out. Brendo, have you seen that? No, I wanted to. Okay, you're number six, sir. Machete. Okay, which we just talked about. And my number six is a movie that I really... I almost don't want on the list. It's obviously, it's better than the four films I've listed previously, but it's so not what it should be that I'm still left kind of sour about it, and that's Toy Story 3. It's obviously a You're fucking... You're left kind of sour on Toy Story 3? It's obviously a great film, but it's just not as good as one or two, in my opinion, and that oh, bums me out. I think... Uh, I, it bums I me out. It's like the greatest... Ed, there's just no... There's no f- emotion in it. It's there's just... no what? emotion in it. He says goodbye to his doll while saying, telling him that he's Fake been the greatest emotion. thing ever. For like crazy. one minute, the rest of the movie's like a jail fucking escape thing. Like, it's just not, I don't know. It wasn't fun. It was just very heavy handed. Toys heavy-handed. accept their death. It was very no, heavy handed and allegorical and shit. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like it. The I toys accept their death. I mean, I obviously Matt. liked it. It was number six on my list, but it just, it wasn't, I just, it's, oh in my, my in the list of Pixar films, it's, it's right above Cars, t- Cars for me. Just go on. Why is it on your lists? Yes. Maybe. It's on mine. Then talk about it real quick, bitch. I loved it. What about it? It's my number three. What'd you love about it? I love the story. I love the characters. I love the scene where the toys accept their death. Like, it got really dark, and, and like, I like that. Woody finally gets, like, 
You know what, Woody? You were a great friend, and I really appreciate what you did to me at the end with, with Andy. Yeah, and, and Andy gives, fucking abandons them at the end. He gives them to a girl that was going to take good care of them. Wow, wow. Big fucking deal. I think just because it was pop, That'd be like giving your kid away to somebody. I loved it. Just because there was no weird acrobatics from some French... Chinese people. <laughs> what movie is that happening in? I don't know. You like weird ass movies from Europe. <laughs> I do, and there's a bunch of them coming up on my list. But you're, but I don't know any with Chinese acrobatics. So you're number six. Are we doing number six? Yeah, man, that was my number, was six. number six. Jesse's number six. We switched it up a little bit. Jesse's number six. Skip the accent because I'm getting tired. Was uh, the Social Network? You guys have that on your list? That's it's on my. my I did not see, but want to. That's my next one. Yeah. Okay, so you take it away, man, because I didn't see it. It's a Facebook movie. We all know that. It's very well written. Very good, great acting. What, what? 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 Sell me on seeing the Facebook movie. It's a great screenplay. Why do I have to like jump and dance for you? To no, see I don't you mean that. I mean as an audience, because I'm sure there are <laughs> as other an audience. It's not like, yeah, we're going to see the Social Network. You sit down and you're really entertained. No, I'm sure there are other people out there who the only reason they're not seeing it yet is because it's like the fucking Facebook movie. What is it? it was what a big is it? Hit. What? It was a big hit. What is it that differentiates it from just being the Facebook movie in my Chris mind? Dialogue. What? It's a great movie with great characters. It's like... Compare it to another film. Compare it to another film. Like, it's like a talkie kind of movie. A what? You know those talkies from the 20s? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like every film that's come out since Jazz Singer? It's like, uh, let me think of a good talkie drama. You realize talkie means with sound, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm talking about... It's, just, it's good. You're talking about a film from the 20s? I made a joke. Oh, okay. Brendo laughed. So it all worked out. So it all worked out in the end. Uh, I did not see that. So, social. Brendo, go number six. Okay, my number, my number five. You told me number six. That's your fault. I apologize. Number five, Scott Pilgrim. Incidentally enough, that's my number five as well. Derek Are you West. fucking kidding me? <laughs> All the fucking shit I had to hear about how much Scott Pilgrim sucks. That's like the best list. Um, <laughs> on your, the higher up on your best list are two movies you don't this even This is like. roaring, dude. The top, ha- to the top half of my best list, too, dude. I like Scott Pilgrim. You know what no, did it don't. for me? I bought no, that Blu-ray don't. and watched every fucking no, comp. I watched it six times in one day. The Blu-ray's I think awesome. me and Brendo won't stop talking about it. You want to be like us. I like Scott Pilgrim, man. I think but you like us. I like, what can Number I say? Number five should be Brendo and Derek. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> like, here's why I like Scott Pilgrim. Because Scott gets the email from fucking Matthew, whatever his name is, Patel. And he's like, I want to, he's like, this is so boring. Delete. That's you. And that is the greatest, like, that is the moment I clicked with that fucking character. And that moment didn't happen the first time you see it? The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, video game stuff. You, were, you didn't want to like that movie. I didn't want to like it for some reason. I didn't like the trailer, and then I didn't want to like it. But I love it now. It really is a fucking phenomenal movie. In a year, movie. I'll talk to you about it. Okay, so you're not going to talk about Pilgrim? I Where is it on your list, number one? I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, Brendo. I thought it was awesome. I thought the video games were awesome. The music was what really did it for me. I thought the metric song... And it was really What's the great. Me- which one's the metrics? The one that the what I don't know her name. Hello. Yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. And Scott, like wrote the Ramona song, having no lyrics is a perfect. Ramona I sing the Ramona song. song all the time. I like. I'm, I like. Scott. The music was fan. It's freaking like the perfect allusion to young love that you don't know why or how to express what you feel about this person. But it so just you just say your name over and over again. And it's just beautiful. That's what the whole movie's about. He doesn't know what he wants. The, the one the one reason that movie's honestly not higher on my list is the ending. 
That could be a perfect film, in my opinion, if Scott winds up with knives instead of Ramona. You did at one point. I know, and I want to see that version, because the Ramona shit just doesn't make sense. That's creepy with knives. He's 17. He's like fucking 23. That's illegal. She turns 18 at the end of the movie. 17 is not illegal, either, in certain states. Yes, in certain states. Who knows what the law in Canada is? It's like 14 in Louisiana, dude. (laughs) Who knows what the law in Canada is? No worries on it. Who knows what the fucking law in Canada is? It's like a lawless, barren wasteland. Jesse's number five was True Grit, which I think you're going to talk about in a little bit, so we'll save it for you. But what would Jesse say about it? He'd be like, man, it's a throwback to, like, you know, them them John Ford westerns and stuff. Just subtle, good storytelling, man, like the Coens, you know? After, uh, he goes, it, it, it's the new kind of Coen brother film after, uh, what was the other one called? Old Country for No, no Man. No Country for Old Men. No Country for Old Men. Old Country for Old Men. Country for Men. Men's Club for co- Old Men. Yeah, it's like that, man. And Jeff Bridges is in it. Um, that was Jesse's number five. Derek's <laughs> number four? Derek's number four. We're getting into, uh-oh, folks. We're getting to the good stuff. It was Winnebago Man, but we talked about that. We already talked about it. It was Winnebago Man. My number four. Wait, Brendo, I'm Brendo's skipping number four. over me. I'm skipping you on purpose, Brendo, because I don't like you anymore. In the last week, things changed, okay? What happened? I don't know, man. It's just you're getting on my nerves. Number four. Black Swan. <laughs> That's actually Jesse's number one, so I'll let you take that away. Black Swan was totally, Derek will like this, nuts. And it was like being in the mind of a crazy person, and it was the just crazy like ballerina. Riveting, and the performances were fantastic, and Natalie Portman was freakishly skinny, and it's, and there was like weird shit happened, and it scared me. And I liked it a lot. <laughs> I like to be scared. Daddy, can I play with fire? It was intense. I was doing Malcolm for some reason. Yeah. Um, right on. I didn't see it. Probably never will. Well, all right. I'm a dick. You're not missing anything. I'm a dick. It's a ballet movie. Like, So it's your number four. Put fucking robots in there or some shit and I'm down. But like, I don't know. How do you know there's not robots? Are there robots in the Black Swan, Brendo? Maybe. Tell me right now, yes or no. There's a dude in a Black Swan. Looks evil. Okay, that's not yeah, that's not a robot. <laughs> okay, number ah, four. Robots. <laughs> not a robot. What did you say, Derek? He sees a guy, a dark fellow that looks scary, and he's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> there are robots in this movie." You're like, "This is the scariest film of the year. <laughs> <laughs> this should be in 3D." <laughs> Black Swan in 3D. Uh, my number four film of the year, something Jesse had higher on his list, is Exit Through the Gift Shop. Which I think like is an astounding work of art because it it's so it, that movie it, it, isn't a class of its own because it's not a film it's a ho it there, it's like a hoax within a hoax within a hoax and it's 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 perpetrated so fucking brilliantly by Banksy and I think Shepard Fairey because he's probably in on the deal and Terry uh, Guetto uh, for Mr. Brainwash for that same reason or whatever um I don't want to give anything away for anyone who hasn't seen it because I think everyone should honestly see this movie but it it's just not at the top of my Netflix queue. It is, um, it's the most, like, insidious, in terms of, like, manipulating an audience, it's the best thing I've ever, it's one of the best examples of that I've ever seen in my life. Derek, have you seen it? Yes. Do you agree with things I'm saying? No. No? <laughs> All I think, this, what I got out of Exit from the Gift Shop is that the security at Disneyland isn't really worth shit if you can bring in, like, these orange jumpsuit inflatable things right in, even though they check the backpacks, right? Brendo, yeah, the bag check's a joke. Brendo worked Disney bag check. Bag check is a joke. What were you looking for? You think Brendo's in a spot fucking... Glass and food. 
food. What Dude, it looked like an orange sweater in his backpack. Let's not get into the specifics. I just, I, you don't, you don't get what I'm saying about like, do you know what it's what it's really? Very ha- cool if you're a hipster and weapons, and, like, arts and what yeah, no, no, no. But do you know what I it's guess. really about? Do you know what like the the twist behind it, as it were? That people pay ridiculous amounts of money for stupid bullshit. No, this is yes, but this is my opinion, and this is what a lot of people say of the film is. And if you remember it. Mr. Brainwash isn't a real person. That's a creation by Banksy. That art he's selling at his show is stuff Banksy does. Banksy created an alter ego to, to show how much of a joke the art world is. To say, look, you wouldn't pay $100 for my paintings when I first started, but now you're paying millions for shit I put through a joke of a fucking artist. You never see that guy pick up a brush in that entire film. But they pay millions of dollars for Banksy anyway. What does yeah, that mean? I think Banksy's an incredible artist. If a guy, If it was... A joke perpetuated by a guy that wasn't Banksy that nobody knew. Maybe that. No, but that's the ultimate fucking hoax on the art world. Is that Banksy got people not only to buy into his own shit, but to buy into buy into buy into shit he put out on purpose as bad art. Like, and 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 they immediately sucked it up. It was that L.A. Weekly article. You saw what happened. Like five thousand people arrived. No one had ever fucking heard of him. Art is subjective. Isn't? But I think that's exactly what that movie is about, though. That's that's the most. Art movie I've ever fucking seen possibly exit through the gift shop. It's about the nature of art. It's about the nature of consumerism. It's about the nature. It's about the art from the artist point of view to the collector point of view. It's just basically Banksy saying fuck you to everyone involved. You know what I mean? I don't know. Not for me. It's like that Amanda Palmer lyric. Uh, what is it? Would have been good. Call it a masterpiece. Call it a urinal. What? Would have been good with robots. (laughs) There are robots next to the gift shop. That's kind of true, right? There's like robot arts. Yeah, man, fucking Space Invader. And it's still shitty. You fuck, go fuck yourself. So Jesse's number four? Jesse's number four was a film called A Prophet, which I didn't see, but I've heard of great things about. Un Prophet. You saw it? No. It's a French film about a uh, a Serbian guy, I believe, who gets locked up in jail and kind of, it's like, a, it's like a Godfather type thing. He works his way up the hierarchy of this like, kind of the jail mob world, as it were, and he becomes like a kind of a... Uh, a big figure in it, but I suppose it's really fucking violent and good, and yeah, sounds cool. It's called a prophet. <laughs> okay, Derek, we're getting we're getting to it, man, and we're here. Number three, number three, take it away. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Give, say why you love it so much. I I did. What do you mean? I already uh, told you tonight. Yeah, when we were talking about when he put like five minutes was, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind then. It's a good movie. Check it's, it a, out. it's a good movie. My number- Do your Brendo review of it. My name is Brendo Man, and I saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and there were fights, and I was at the edge of my seat. Two thumbs up from the Brendo Man. <laughs> <laughs> and there were fights, and I liked the music. It was nuts! <laughs> okay, number my three, three is Toy Story 3. Okay. Why did you love it, Brendo? I already told you. I'm giving you the... Oh, never mind. Then fine. Just let my we're word be the final word. We're trying to get us to speed it up. <laughs> that's what I'm helping you do. Number three, Toy Story 3. You loved it? Yeah. Okay. Jesse's number three. We'll switch it up again. Inception, which is one of my honorable mentions. Let's do honorable mentions real quick, boys. My honorable mentions are Inception, Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, and Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. My are Jackass 3D, Cop Out, Kick-Ass, Winnebago Man, and Shutter Island. D Rock. From the top of my head, I would say A Team, Greenberg, and Unstoppable. Okay. You are the weirdest person I know. <laughs> you haven't seen any of those movies, so well, I don't understand where you're coming up with an opinion. Um, I saw A Team. It was great. 
No. They did a loop-de-loop with a helicopter. That's very great. So he, that was his number so three. So A-team. So Jesse loved Inception. Derek loved the A-team. I love, what we were talking about honorable mentions. I dug Inception, too, and I dig it more and more as I see it. First time I saw it, I wasn't really huge into it. But now that I kind of get it, I like it a lot more. Like, it took me, like, four viewings to understand the whole jumping from levels to shit. You know what I mean? But it's a cool... He created a cool kind of universe in sci-fi mythology with that. Do you guys agree? It's number one on my... I did I don't not think see it was but as want dense to. as other people said it was. Like, I kind of got everything with one view. Really? It took, it took me a while because it wasn't really that clear. I, was watch- I saw it a second time and I was kind of bored. All right, right on. So that's his number three. Jesse's my number three is a film that none of you fuckers have and no one's seen, I don't think, what? in this room. What? Uh, I'm gonna get to it. I'm building up the fucking suspense. Oh, you're so cool. We see all these movies we don't see. <laughs> Do you want to fight and or kiss? No. Oh, he thought about it again. Um, Four Lions, a film by by one of my favorite all time comedy uh people, uh Christopher Morris of uh the day to day and on the hour fame. He's a British uh guy. Four Lions is a film He's also an IT crowd. He is in the IT crowd. Four Lions is a uh British film about four would be uh Arab suicide bombers and it's a slapstick comedy if that makes any sense. Like you have to see it to believe it. It's the most did you see it, Derek? No. It's one of the it. most shocking films I've ever seen in my life. Like and it just happens to be hilarious, but it's it goes to some fucking in Places that like no comedy has ever gone to or should like it, it it it's astounding. So I think everyone should see Four Lions. Like they just don't. A they don't make movies like that in this country, but they don't make movies like that. Like it's it it's so hard to describe. It's like the most gallows humor, gallows humor you've ever seen in your life. So yeah, Four Lions, check it out. Cool. Number two, D Rock. Number two, How to Train Your Dragon. That is my number two as well. Wow. And the reason I like that so much is because, like Kung Fu Panda, there's no like pop culture references. They tell a story with good characters. And the dragon, the training the dragon was much like, it, it wasn't like the dragon liked him immediately. Like they had to, like, he was being trained and. They they didn't like each other at first. It was the the dragon was like a dog. Like well, that was actual. just about to say the thing. The thing I really love about How to Train Your Dragon, I think, it works so well. Is and it, it's not it's not as funny as Cloudy is a Chance of Meatballs. It's not as visually stunning as any of the like the sum of all its parts is so much bigger than the like I can watch How to Train Your Dragon every day, and it's not like I sit there going, oh, I can't wait till this scene or I can't wait till that scene. It's just a perfect fucking story about a boy and his dog. Plus, they have like a whole bunch of cool dragon species, that and the voices are great. And it's just a, fu- it's just a really, really, really like I was shocked how much I liked that movie. The very f- sentimental ending that I won't spoil, but it was very. I funny. think everyone's seen How to Train Your Dragon. I haven't seen point. it. It's number two on my. I did not see. Wow, you list. you think you're the only person who hasn't? I did not see list, and you got like forty fucking every movie we've named is on that list. I have five movies on. It. <laughs> um. Like, I sent my dad to go see How to Train Your Dragon, and he loved it. Like, I think, and it's like Old Yeller. Like, it's just one of the most simple, basic stories ever. It's a boy and his it's dog. It's really breathtaking. Isn't IMAX it? IMAX 3D. I saw it in 3D, too. That was the first time I'd really, like, the flying shit. It's just a, it's a fantastic film. So if anyone hasn't seen How to Train Your Dragon, definitely check it out. Um, To me, that, that should win Best Animated Film of the Year at the Academy Awards. Like, so much better than Toy Story 3, in my opinion. <laughs> Brendo stuck his tongue out. You haven't even seen it. Who are you, me? All of a sudden, but I'm bump. My number two is <laughs> Mick Max. There's your acrobatics. It was very name. entertaining, <laughs> and the performances were great, and the visuals were astounding. 
and Janae did a fantastic job, and I was really happy with it. Right on. Jesse's number two was, and this, like, I was on the phone with Jesse today, and I had to, like, ask him three times if he meant what I thought he meant. Jesse's number two film of the year is a little movie called Let Me In, which is a remake of Let the Right One In, which I, Matt Cohen, didn't think anyone saw. Did you see it? Yeah. Was it good? Which one? Let Me In. Yeah, I saw it. Did you see Let the Right One In? Yes. Which is better? They're like very equal. Jesse prefers the American version. What? Chloe Moretz's performance is a lot better than the girl in the movie, so that like gives it the edge. I just didn't like. I like Let the Right One In. I didn't. I can read subtitles. I didn't think I needed an American version. I just. I will never see that movie. There's no point, kind of in my mind. That's what I thought too. I'm gonna go with Matt on this one. It's worth a watch. I was shocked that Jesse chose that because he's. I thought you know what I mean. Like he's so anti that kind of stuff typically, but I guess it really won him over. I would put that on an honorable mentions list. He's a weird fucking guy. Number one of 2010, DJ D-Rock. Number Holy one shit, one this is exciting. Of 2010. Number one film, man. Disney Pixar's Toy Story 3. <laughs> let, give me a couple of seconds to tell me. Please. What. The first Toy Story told you Pixar's here. This is, what, this is what we can do. This is what we're capable of. The second one told like really gave the potential of what they can do emotionally and then the third one they do a perfect movie that encapsulates their entire careers they are mad this is them becoming you prefer, the Jedi's of t- storytelling you prefer toy story 3 to up yes really up wouldn't wasn't even on my top 10 list last up was like my number two movie of the year dude it, it's good but there's a middle in it that like sags and incidentally I keep saying that tonight. My favorite Pixar film is the one that no one fucking likes. The Bugs Life? Ratatouille. Everybody like Ratatouille. loves Ratatouille. What are you talking As about? their favorite, though? A lot of people, Really? Yeah. It's, it's my favorite great. Pixar movie by far. That's like a fucking work of... That's like a masterpiece. That's like a French... That's like some kind of foreign cinema classic kind of thing. You, you know what I mean? Are you saying that because it takes place in France? No, because it's just so... Because what's it about? It's about a rat and food. I can't tell you why that movie's that good, but it's fucking good. It's about finding what's inside and believing that you can do it. Anyone can cook, Derek. Just like anyone can podcast, obviously. Um, Don't worry, we got guests coming on this month, folks. Oh, Lots 2011 is huge. We got huge. we have so many exciting guests. I got an email today from like someone on our dream guest list. It made me say, "Holy shit!" Someone I'm literally, and this is like, uh, we'll talk about it if he comes down. Someone I emailed in June and heard back from today, and, and didn't wasn't like, "Hey, buddy," what I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much!" Like, if this happens, it will be a dream come true. Um, and and that so that's possible in January, in the next three weeks, folks. That could be happening. Mr. So stay Alec the fuck Baldwin. tuned. What? Mr. Alec Baldwin will be Mr. on the Alec show. Mr. Alec Baldwin. No, Billy. Baldwin? That's even better. You said Baldwin. Mr. Billy Baldwin. Okay. Mr. Billy Baldwin Baldwin. Uh, so no, folks, if you're bored by this episode, you know what I mean? Uh, or if it's the first episode you've heard, we typically have a celebrity guest on, and they are awesome. They're famous, and they're better than so us in every way. what does that say about the first 65 episodes? Uh, Jesse was my celebrity guest. <laughs> Jesse's so famous in Alabama. Um, so famous. Number one film of the year. So you go with Disney, Pixar's Toy Story Toy 3. Toy Story 3. Perfect All right. movie. Perfect trilogy. Brave choice. Perfect studio. What? Whoa, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm something. kidding. So, I'm trying, I'm trying okay, to stir the my pot. My favorite number one movie is Takeout. That movie where uh, Chinese boys uh, <laughs> uh, delivering food and he sees a murder. And it was cool because it was indie. <laughs> I'm not indie guy. Have you heard my fucking list? Like, Yeah, exit through the gift shop and what have you. 
All documentaries. Right. Mister, right. this is a movie none of you guys have seen before. <laughs> didn't play in the fucking, didn't play, didn't play yeah, in this country. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Four lines. Not that I'm, I don't know about that movie. I haven't seen it, but that's a totally, that's a bold choice there, Matt. That's not, you're saying it's pretentious to choose four lines? No, 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 but you're telling me that my mainstream choices aren't bold enough for you? I was kidding, man. I was kidding. Brando, what's your number one movie of the year? My number one movie. Bring it all the fuck home. I saw it last night. Immediately, number one, Whoa. True Grit. Wow. What was, it was why'd you love it? phenomenal. Jeff Bridges, incredible. Great performances all around. I don't know where they found that girl. She was fantastic. Josh Brolin. Matt Damon blew me away. It was just a great story. I thought he said Matt Damon blew you, and I was like, no wonder it was your favorite movie. It was a great story. Coen Brothers, awesome. Roger Deakins, maybe he'll finally get the Oscar this year because his cinematography was just gorgeous. Good because I, was I wasn't incredible. in love with incredible. Um, I wasn't in love with his work on uh, Inglorious. It was just kind of there. Well, this work is fantastic. Like he puts you in these landscapes, and they're like, it's 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 amazing. He did like, Wally. He did. Roger Deakins did Wally. Yeah, that's cool. He's he, he set up all the camera angles and the lighting. I think he's gonna get it this year. I think you finally get the recognition. Right on, man. So your number one choice was True Grit. True Grit. Jesse's number one choice, man. Black Swan. Oh, what a what a beautiful film, man. It's about ballerinas, and Aronofsky directed it, and it got Natalie Portman. I don't know anything about the fucking movie, so I can't. <laughs> it's about ballet, man. I love ballet. Oh, I love me some ballet. Any ballet movie make my number one spot. So that's Jesse. Jesse loves ballet. Uh, my number center one center stage was his like top movie of two thousand. What center stage? Yeah, pretty much exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or what's another good one? I was gonna say Step Up, but those are awesome. <laughs> legitimate. Those are legitimate dance films. What's another bullshit one? Uh, my number one film of the year. Something Brendo briefly touched on. But I'm gonna get into now. My number one movie of two thousand and ten is. What's well, gonna be my number one? But what? it got usurped. Oh, it got usurped, did it? Yes. My number one film of the year is Micmac's Atir Larago by Mr. Jean-Pierre Genet. Uh, you had to say the French version of the name? Yeah. Yeah, That's you funny. did. I've, I've never watched like an American version of the film. Ha. He said it was released in... It was released in America Mac. under Micmac's, I know. I had to say Atir Larago because I'm fancy. What does that mean? Uh... Micmac's so means. Do you say La Fabula Distinte d'Amelie? Poland. No, I don't. Because Is I saw it, because point? I saw it in America. Okay. So you saw Micmac's in France? I got, I saw it way early. In France? No. But I got sent the film before it became Micmac's. In America. In America. I got, saw it before it got released in America. So when I saw it, it was Micmac's out here and go. But what does that mean? Micmac's Mi- means like, Crazy confusion, I think, like hijinks, and I don't know what Atir Goat means. So basically, the American version of the movie just means like craziness. Cool. Um, have you seen it? No, but I would. I would like to. Jean Pierre Genet is in my top three filmmakers in the world. Me um, too. With with, with a, a few other gentlemen, uh, and and if you haven't seen his work, he's the guy who did Delicatessen and City of Lost Children and Amelie and a very long engagement and and the Good Alien movie. No, I'm kidding. I like Alien 1 also, but he did Alien Resurrection, which I am a big fan of. He was going to do Life of Pi. He spent like three years in pre-production. It fell apart. What about Aliens? Aliens? The James Cameron one. No, I hate Aliens that. I, don't, awesome. I only like Alien 1 and 4. Get away from her, you 
bitch. So I'll go through the Aliens thing real quick. <laughs> Alien 1, I love. It's like Jaws in Outer Space. Alien 2 is like fucking weird Terminator Abyss type James Cameron-y action-y awesome. thing I don't like. Alien 3 sucks. I'm sorry to say it was Fincher's first movie. It takes place. It's like fucking rock in jail and shit. Right? It is rock in jail. It's rock in jail. I like rock. I, I'm rock, a rock fan too. The but rock like, is also a jail. What? The Rock. The Rock is also a jail, which is which is really interesting that they came up. What if with they that. had Rock at the Rock? What if Charles with Dur- the Rock? Charles Dur- Charles Durning, right? No, Charles S. Dutton. Yes. What if Charles S. Dutton was in the Rock as Rock, and the Rock was in it, and the Rock was in it? And it could be like Rock at the Rock with That's the Rock. Dwayne Johnson, unless you want to give Vince McMahon some money. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So no, Micmacs, dude. If if you if you guys haven't seen it, um. It's this guy, it's starring a guy named Danny Boone, who is the biggest star in France. Like, he made a film called Welcome to the, oh, fuck me, I can't know, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Welcome to the Chi-Chi or some shit. It, 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 it beat Titanic in France. It grossed like $300 million. It's the number one movie in French history. And it came out like three years ago. So this guy is the biggest star ever. The big guy. Danny Boone. And he's the star of the movie. He's, I, he's, he's, fantastic. he's fantastic. It's the first time I've ever seen him. It's Dan, it's a real eclectic mix of like French actors no one's him ever seen. Him and some of the Junet troupe. A lot of the Junet troupe. Dominic Pignon, of yeah. course, is in it. He's in everything Junet's yeah. ever done. Um, it's about this guy who uh, accidentally gets shot in the forehead with a stray bullet and finds out who manufactured the bullet. And he gets kind of adopted by this group. of They're kind of like the seven dwarfs of like homeless people. And they all plan... To 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 fuck up, take the, him down. To take down the guy who made the bullet, who that that's still sitting in his brain, basically. But it's just like it's a love letter to movies. I feel yeah. like, especially with that intro. Well, the intro, it's just, oh my god! From the first scene on, it's just it's so like I I can't even talk about this movie enough. But like everything about it, it it's it's oceans. It's like an Ocean's Eleven yeah, movie. Yeah, it's totally. very much like Ocean's it's a caper. Eleven. It's a they fucking plan out all it's this. It's a caper shit. movie, but it's just. The characters are so unique, and by this point, everyone knows fucking Jeanne's visuals, Jeanne's visuals, or whatever the other fuck you say it, are, are my favorite in the world. Yeah, I forget who is the DP on this one. I don't know, but oh, it was a Japanese guy like Taj Fukimoto or some shit. Was, but regardless, like it, it was just it was a fantastic film. It's like nothing you'll ever see in this country. Uh, why is <laughs> that funny? The second DJ? time you said that because what I named two films what that country you wouldn't. It was made in. I named a British film and a French film. What? What does it matter what country it was made in? It's like, why do you have to watch? Meaning, like, because this is a movie, because, yeah, everyone will fucking see Toy Story 3. This is a movie I feel like you have to expose people to, or they'll never hear of it. But what does that have to do with how much you liked it? <laughs> I, what are you talking about? You're saying it's your favorite movie of the year. But what, what is it having, what does that have to do with it being from another country or not? Well, the fact that they don't, I, I didn't say that, that they don't make movies like this in America. Okay. There's no American counterpart for, for this film is what I'm saying. I'm not saying like it's my favorite movie because it's not made in America. Okay. I'm saying they don't make films like this. Like I, there's no, there's, I couldn't have liked the movie this, I'm not even saying that. It's a bold I, choice. What? It's very bold. It's not that bold of a choice, but I don't put it in number fucking It's a great choice. Two. I agree. <laughs> Gardner's got a mat doll. <laughs> a what? A mat doll. No. He's got like parts of my hair when I had hair and like fingernails and shit. That's weird. Like old ro- joint roaches and he talks to it. He does bag and board it when he goes home at night. It's a nonstop <laughs> bag and board it. <laughs> Except on that one, like I don't ever shut him up. It's all compliments to you. Oh, Brent, no, totally. Very, uh, He's like, really? Shirt. You think I'm the best co-host ever? Thanks, Matt. I love doing the show too. <laughs> what, Jeff Katz? We can hang out at Comic-Con. 
Yeah. <laughs> what, what's he going to say to you when he sees you? He'll be like, hey, Brendo. Hey, everybody, it's Brendo. <laughs> totally. I think you've used that with a few people. We're like, one of your ultimate dreams in the world is going to Comic-Con and having someone with geek credibility, like, stopping the crowd and being like, hey, everybody, it's Brendo. And everyone goes nuts and shit. Yeah. They drop balloons. That'd be great. With your face on them, like, with a big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, Brendo, it'll happen one day, man. Keep it up. Yeah. So that was... The list of movies in 2010, man. What a, what a year, right? It's quite a year. What a year. What a year. We're going to bust through some other quick lists real quick. Uh, we don't want to go too long because, again, we got a big year coming up. We got a lot of fun stuff on the yeah, show. Prepare for that year. Some exciting road shows. We're taking Bag to Burn on the Road a few times, folks. Some details to follow. But uh, seriously, a lot of cool <laughs> stuff's going to happen. So that was, that was films. Let's hit it real quick. Video games. I will go first. We'll go 10 through 1 real quick. No comments. Let's just get it out there so the world can hear it. I only have three, so that's good. You do your first, then. Uh, Angry Birds. Awesome. For a game for your What's mom. fucked up is I was talking to Brando today, and I was like, I'm going to put Angry Birds on my list, man. That's my sleeper. No one would think of that for a video game list. All three of us put it on our list. <laughs> Angry Birds is the new Tetris. It is the new Tetris. It's amazing, yeah. Anybody uh, can play it. Red Dead Redemption. Very good. And uh, Lego Harry Potter. Was that yeah, your number one? Spelliamis spells this year. That was your number one? I forgot about that game, actually. It was a good oh. game. Go for it. Okay. Um, number 10, God of War 3. Number 9, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Number 8, a brand new game I got today called Game Dev Story on iPhone. It's super awesome. It's a simulation where you get to run a video game company and create your own video games. And Brendo Studios is doing quite well. Um, you made a golf RPG, right? We did make a golf RPG, and it was it very was successful. It sold 500,000 copies. That's huge, man. Um, and then, uh, what am I on, number seven? Yeah. Um, Angry Birds. Number six, Mass Effect 2. Number five, World of Warcraft Cataclysm. Number four, StarCraft 2. Number three, Super Mario, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, number two... Uh, Heavy Rain, um, number one, Red Dead Redemption. StarCraft 2 came out? Yes, it's, good? it's been out. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, my top ten, boom. Super Street Fighter 4, number ten. Number nine, MLB The Show at ten. People are like, huh? Don't like sports? I like sports video games. He does. And MLB The Show is a fucking amazing one. I play that game. I play a lot of sports games. I play FIFA. I play Madden. I play, I like it hockey. is weird, but it's cool. I am very like weird. Sports games. I like sports games. Uh, number eight, Just Cause 2. For, I don't know if a lot of people played it or heard of it, but it, like, that's the game where you get the zip line, and it's so fucking fun. It's like Spider-Man in the air. Like, just imagine Grand, just imagine Grand Theft Auto. Spider-Man is in the air. I thought we weren't gonna explain. It's like Spider-Man in the air. I, to, I mean, okay, I guess Oh, not. you get to. <laughs> oh, Brendo. But Spider-Man is in the air. Uh, technically, Spider-Man would be in the air, I guess you're right. It's like Spider-Man in the air, except not Spider-Man. Okay. It's like getting to be Spider-Man in a game that's not Spider-Man. Does that make more sense? Okay, yeah, there I'm you go. I'm on board. Super 7, Super Mario Galaxy 2, number 6, Call of Duty Black Ops, number 5, God of War 3, number 4, Angry Birds, number 3, Red Dead Redemption, number 2, Fallout, New Vegas, and the number 1 video game of 2010, a little title called Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain is awesome. Which is, a, which is a stat, which is, a, do you play it, Derek? You heard of it? No, but no Epic Mickey on either of your lists. <laughs> that was the disappointment that's of the year. be on my worst list. Really? Yeah, disappointment absolutely. of the year. That sucks. That's probably, that's probably the worst game I played this year. It made me the most sad. Yeah. I cried. Oh, Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh yeah, that that okay. Final Fantasy thirteen is a bigger disappointment than yes, Epic Mickey. But Epic Mickey was a huge disappointment. Okay, it was a huge disappointment. I was right, wasn't I? I did cry. Was I right? What about Epic Mickey? I told you that a million times. You cried. I did. 
Really? Because I was like, this game could have been so awesome. So you and cried that about sad. it? Right on. I teared up because I was watching the cinematics and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> right on, man. So that was our video game list. Comic books, real quick. Take it away, D-Rock. You, you go first. Okay. Number 10 through 1. 10, Usagi Yojimbo by Stan Sakai. Number 9, Fables by Willing Hill. I want to say how long and keep that going. Number 9 is Fables by Bill Willingham. It would have been much higher in uh, years prior, but the book's fallen off a little bit, in my opinion, ever since Geppetto got caught. Uh, number 8, Hellboy by Mike Mignola. Number 7, BPRD by Mike Mignola. Interesting. Number 6, Gotham City Sirens by Paul Dini. Number five, Amazing Spider-Man by Dan Slott. Uh, after that brand new day scare, I thought the book was done forever, but they did a lot of fun shit this year in Spidey. Uh, number four, Anything Deadpool, which means all like 12 Deadpool books Marvel puts out. I'll, I'll read, I'll keep reading them. You don't gotta cancel them. Number three, Beast of Burden by Evan Dorkin. That's probably out of the new books of the year. That, it's about a group of detectives that are dogs. And they fight the supernatural, and it's really fucking beautiful. Number two is Lock and Key by Joe Hill. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. And the number one comic book of the year, and my favorite ongoing comic book in the world, is a book called Unwritten by Mike Carey, which is like Harry Potter meets this weird world where literature exists in the real life. Like cool. fiction. Like, is it like books of magic, kind of? I don't know what that is, but probably. As a Neil Gaiman. It's like the Macaulay Culkin movie. That's cool. The, the Page Master? Yeah, it's like that. That's cool. Um, so those are my comics. I only had five and I put some web comics because I was starting to think about what comics I read this year and I'm way behind on comics. I have stacks at home I haven't read. So number five is Akewood. It's a web comic. Number four is Wondermark. It's also a web comic. Number three is Batman Widening Gyre. Oh. Number two is The Stand. Number one is Buffy. Even though, uh, like, I gotta say something real quick. Was Gyre this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cacophony was last year. Okay. Even I, though it sounds kiss-ass. I love The Widening Gyre, and that's something I genuinely forgot. And I read it a while back, so I forgot that it was this year. But It's awesome. I've talked about my love of Gyre before. That's a, I, that's I don't my read favorite. a lot of superhero comics, and I loved it. I think we've everyone's written the, read the whole thing now. They're revealing issues. And what Kevin does with fucking the character of Bruce Wayne in that book, to me, is, is something that no one's done in in recent memory, at least, like taken back to actual human being. Yeah, and, totally. And he's not and the 1989 Batmobile, isn't it? What the 1989? There's a lot of Batmobile. shit. Batman gets high. Like I love, I love Whitening. I would say that and his Green Hornet are my favorite of the year. So yeah, so really, yeah, it's pretty good. Green Hornet's really good. I read the so, first yeah. issue so far. Kevin, Kevin knows his shit with comics. Folks. Kevin's so check doing it out. good with comics this year. I, but you know what though? I like I didn't put cop. I I leave Kevin shit off for a reason because that's kind of fucking. I feel like people think that's cheesy. I meant, if I, put I, that. meant what I, I mean what I said. No, I hear you. Me too. Just, yeah, yeah. All right, music. <laughs> this was the one I had the toughest time with because every band I listen to is from like 1994. <laughs> like Brendo sent me. Brendo was. I was like, dude, I can't think of any bands. He was like, well, here's a good list. It's like the top 100 albums of the year. Yeah. I knew five of the bands on the list. Yeah. So you take it away, Brendan. I had a lot of trouble narrowing it down, but um, you're the opposite. Problem just really quick, number ten, "Teenage Dream" by Katy Perry. Because I'm being honest. Yes. Um, number nine, "Plastic Beach" by Gorillaz. Number eight, "Crystal Castles" by Crystal Castles. Because it's fucking awesome. Number seven, "Brothers" by The Black Keys. Fantastic. Number six, "The Suburbs" by Arcade Fire. Fantastic. Number five, "This Is Happening" by LCD Sound System. Number four. Which, Derek, you should check this chick out. Body Talk by Robin. If you're into the pop music, she's the queen. She's the <laughs> real queen. Um, number three, Treats by Sleigh Bells. Number two, 
is by my favorite band, Starflyer 59, Changing of the Guard. And number one is by a local band that I really love. It's called Sounds People Can Hear by The New Limb. They're really good. Check it out. You should buy it. It's a great CD. Derek, take it away. The songs that I rocked out to this year. Oh, you got songs? Well, I don't have albums. Just a couple songs. Uh, the Arcade Fire Sprawl 2. It's a great song. Uh, made me feel warm on those cold winter nights. <laughs> those um, cold LA winter nights. Recovery. Eminem's recovery album that had uh, Love the Way You Lie and uh, that what's that other song that was on the town? Commercial? I didn't even know he was still around until like a week ago, um, remember? He's back, man. Yeah, I, thought, I thought he'd been done. Yeah. That song. That was good. And then C- probably my song of the year is CeeLo Green's Fuck You. That's an amazing great song. song. Right on. I had a really tough time with this because, again, I don't listen to Frequently new, played here at the castle. new music. Um, not so much anymore. Well, I got it was. A new, but, oh, you missed the new mashups. Uh-oh, Brendo don't know. I'm just it's saying it good. was. It was a frequent We got new here. mashups. We got a CeeLo Green mashup, Sweet. sir, in the I like, rotation. I like it. Oh, my top five albums of the year. Number five, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. It was good the first album. time I ever understood Kanye West. And he's <laughs> kind of a genius in a fucked up way. He did a good job. Um, number four, Suburbs by Arcade Fire. I, again, I really love that band a lot. I'm surprised by it. Number three, Transcontinental Hustle by Gogo Bordello. My favorite current, uh, Touring band in the world. I love going to their shows, but I hate getting almost murdered there. So yeah. I think I might be done with that. But I enjoy listening to their Get albums. The Number two is Treats by Sleigh Bell. Something Brendo gifted to me. I was never going to hear them. Brendo told me about them. I fucking love them. Yeah. And the number one album of the year, as I'm sure everyone is, is expecting... But you can go suck a dick because I don't really like music that much. And I listen to this shit five hours a fucking day. MC Chris Goes to Hell by MC Chris. It's good. It's amazing. Uh, every Chris album progressively. I like the Neville song a lot. And the, the exciting shit this year is MC Chris is putting two, uh, two albums, Race Wars Whoa. and an album for kids called Marshmallow Playground. <laughs> I can't wait for that. There's already, he already released one single. It's like, I should have brushed my teeth. I got cavities. Like he's making an album for kids. That's awesome. Yeah. So so uh, MC Chris, lowercase, no dots. I remember Smod when they might be giants did it. Kid, kid, the kids album really? is great. Smod Castle resident DJ, and, and I think the best rapper alive. And my, for someone who's not into music that much, other than Fish, which Joy came out in 09, uh, MC Chris takes the cake this year for the, for what I've been blasting the most on my boombox. And yes, I have a boombox and I walk around with it and I blast it at people. Awesome. Because I'm offensive. Books, Brendo. I Literature. Read, I only read two books that were brand new this year. I read a lot of older books. So my two that I read that were brand new was Full Dark No Stars by Stephen King. Fantastic for novellas. Absolutely. Um, it was just very real, very gritty, very just like disturbing because it was real. Um, there wasn't a lot of supernatural involved. And like, I don't think there was any. None at all. Um, it was very good. Um, and then one, it just came out a few months ago. It's a compilation of short stories. Um, it's called Machine of Death. And basically it's about this guy did a comic about like, um, if you've had a, if there was a machine that could tell you when you die, and then a whole bunch of authors wrote short stories about that, cool. and it's really cool, and they released it totally independently, and on their first opening week, they beat Glenn Beck's book on Amazon, nice. and that was kind of awesome. Um, and then, um, another book that I read this year for the first time, cause I got it for Christmas, and it was the scariest thing I've read in a long time, was Heart Shaped Box. Like, it gave me nightmares. That's old though. It is, but it was, I just, I had to talk about it, cause it literally gave me nightmares, like, Right after I started reading it. Right on. All right. Derek, you really books? Good. Uh, I read The Men Who Would Be King, which is a, a count. Oh, I read of, that too. Of how uh, the three heads of that. DreamWorks came together and uh, 
formed DreamWorks, and it apparently there was no emotion. It was all about money. Did you really, dig it? I did. It was very interesting, but it, it was, was very interesting quite, to see how money driven they yeah, all were when right it comes to DreamWorks. There's quite no the inside look. I, I read a bunch of books this year, but I could only come up with eight that I really felt deserved to be on the top list because I couldn't just separate the other shit. So real quick, from eight to one, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter by Seth Graham Greene, Seth Graham Smith, which is the first of those mashup books that I've Graham actually Green. enjoyed <laughs> by Graham Greene. Uh, number nine is Squirtle Seeks Chipmunk by David Sedaris. If you haven't read David Sedaris, he's like my favorite essayist other than Klosterman. Really, really fun stuff. Uh, brother of Amy Sedaris from Strangers yeah, of Candy. Yeah. Wow. Number seven, Medium Raw by Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I love Anthony Bourdain, as we'll talk about in a moment on the television stuff, but I, I'm not into cooking. I eat the, I don't eat anything but cheeseburgers and grilled cheese. And yet, like, if, I will read whatever this dude, this dude makes me want to read about, like, fucking tuna and, like, weird, whatever. Bourdain, Bourdain is an amazing writer, A, and the fact that he writes about food kind of comes secondary. So, Anthony Bourdain. Number, um, Whatever the next one would be would be Full Dark, No Stars by Stephen King for the reasons Brando said. I really enjoyed it. Uh, number four, The Passage by Justin Cronin. That was a really big book that came out this year. It was like a vampire book. I thought you said you didn't like it as much as you thought you did. I, at, at first, the first hour of reading it, I thought it would be my number one book of the year, but it's still my number four. That's good. It was, it was a good book. Check it out. The only reason I picked it up is because on the cover, Stephen King gave a glowing review and it said the stand meets world war z and i was like oh, okay i'm fucking in <laughs> um so it was really good though they're gonna make a bunch more cool number two horns by joe hill yeah which you didn't read uh, well i hadn't read any of his stuff yet so i wanted to start okay fresh right on well i read a couple issues of lock and key and i loved it right on horns by joe hill well uh, it, it's funny that joe hill is higher on the list than his father stephen king but i think that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future SP uh, real bad. What? Okay, go for it. <laughs> oh, Brando, you wouldn't do that if it was... Pretend there's an audience here, man. Look how unprofessional that is. Are you going to go jerk off? No. Let's time him. If it's over 10 seconds, you're jerking off. 10. If you shake it more than twice. 9, 8, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, man, uh, Horns by Joe Hill. Do you know what that is, Derek? Nope. Or do you know who Joe Hill is? Nope. Stephen King's son is an author now. Where does the hill come from? Is that his pen name? It's his middle name. I see. Like, like, cause he didn't want, he, he did a pseudonym. He didn't want people to know he was Stephen King's son. He put out three books and they were all bestsellers before anyone found out. He wanted to do it on his own. That's cool. Horns didn't is about King a guy. Peter Strauss. Horns is about a guy whose, um, girlfriend breaks up with him. He gets into a fight. He has like a horrible night and he wakes up in the morning with horns on his head and he starts turning into the devil. It's about a guy who wakes up one morning and, and is turning into the devil and it's what happens. Kind of through that. And that's pretty badass. And my number one book of the year, and possibly my number one book of the decade. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. That's how good it is. I'm only like a third of the way into it, but I don't give a shit. The Autobiography of Mark Twain, Part 1 by Mark Twain. Yeah, I want to read that <laughs> Not really only bad. is it good reading, like that's, that's an incredibly important piece of history. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a huge Mark Twain fan. I have fan. a funny story about that Go book. for it. Um, I bought it for my grandpa for his birthday um, cause he likes history and stuff, but he's getting a little older. So I talked to him on Christmas and I was like, did you get my birthday present? I didn't know you had birthday. grandparents alive. I have a grandpa alive. Right on. That's it. And, um, and, and he's like, and he can, he's a little, he's a little out of it these days. So I could hear him asking my aunt, did we get Brendan's birthday present? She's like the book. And he's like, Oh, that's a lot of reading there, guy. <laughs> it made me laugh. Like, because he called me guy. And, like, he was like, hey, chief. Thanks for the gift, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, Grandpa. Even with Garfield Treasury. 
So it doesn't matter if he dies in the middle of it. He still <laughs> sees jokes every, every 10 seconds. <laughs> all right, that was books. Let's bring it all home with television. You guys television. got those? Derek, yeah. hit us up. All right. And there's going to be a lot of overlap between Brendo, I think. But sure there is. I would say uh, the Ricky Gervais show is really good. Um, very I mean, funny. No, the podcast was really good. I oh, like the, the cartoons. are really funny. I guess. Um, Parenthood was really good. Oh, Maybe Tear that. Up a few the, episodes. About the summer camp? What? what? I'm thinking of the parent trap. What the fuck is Parenthood? Parenthood is a couple of different couples of parents and how they Did deal with Did you ever see the Ron Howard movie? Child. No. With Steve Martin? It was called Parenthood? Yeah. No. This is great. It's the one movie Ron Howard that I like. Apollo 13. Backdraft. No. You don't like no. Apollo 13? Boring. Whoa! <laughs> uh, and I hate Ron Howard now. Oh, uh oh, why? Because he's making Dark Tower. Yeah. Uh oh, what if he makes an amazing Dark Tower film? He won't. What if he does? <laughs> he won't. Why do? You... Brendo was lighting a cigarette as he said that. Which... Why do you have no faith in Ron Howard's Dark Tower adaptation? Because his movies suck, and Akiva Goldsman's writing them, and he sucks. Ooh. It's like suck plus suck does not equal good. You just said you liked Ron Howard movie. <laughs> I like a Ron Howard movie. And you hate him now? I hate all of his other movies. And let me ask you a question: Did you hate you hated them a lot more once he got attached to Tower? Right? No, I Did always hated Ed his TV? movies. Thought a Beautiful Mind was shitty. Ed TV. I didn't even see that, and I don't even care about Ed it. Grinch. That sucked. <laughs> Splash. Okay, that was. Oh. Good. So there's two. Oh. Okay, I like comedies that he made in the eighties. Oh. I like comedies that he made twenty five years ago. Tracking out the door. Um whatever. You hate te- that whole tower thing as much as I do. I know, but I I just want to hear you complain about it. Fuck that uh, shit. Parks and Recreations got really, really great this year. It did. Uh community continues to impress. Uh number two of course would be it does. Nine oh two one oh, which is like the room. As a television series, it's just so fucking out there and weird. And it's everybody's insane. Hot, so it's sweet. And the number one movie, or the number one TV show of 2010 is Doogie Howser MD, which is a show that I started watching again, and it's amazing. It's better than anything that came out this year. All right. <laughs> Brenda, take it away. Okay, number 10, Glee. Number 9, Weeds. Number 8, 90210. Number 7, Eastbound and Down. Number 6, Bur- Bored to Death. Number five, Dexter. Number four, Community. Number three, The Walking Dead. Number two, Mad Men. Number one, Boardwalk Empire. Right on. My top ten. Number ten, Walking Dead. Number nine, Pawn Stars. You guys know Pawn Stars on the History Channel? I've heard of it, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Number eight, Bored to Death. Number seven, South Park. Number six. Did you finally watch Bored to Death? Yeah, I caught up. Number six, uh, Regular Show, which is a show on Cartoon Network starring a raccoon and a bird. And awesome. their friends, and it rocks. Uh, number five, Eastbound and Down. Number four, Boardwalk Empire. Number three, Adventure Time, my current favorite animated show in the world. I, I, uh, no Archer? They didn't have a season this year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Wait, so that stuff that was on was from 2009? They were showing it on TV this year. I saw it. That was old. That was the first, they've only done oh. one season of Archer. It was 2009? Yeah. Okay. Um, They started running it on FX. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number three, Adventure Time. Number two, No Reservations by Anthony Bourdain on the Travel Channel. Uh, and the number one show of the year, True Blood. Oh, I forgot True Blood. True Blood wasn't even on I your forgot list. it. I seriously, it's too many. Uh-oh. Where would it be? I have no idea. I'd probably swap out, uh, Glee. 
and then I bump it True up. Blood would be your ten show. No, True Blood would be like number three, and then I knock them all down. Wow. All and right. I probably put Nano Two and O higher now that I think about it. And my I think honor- about that show all the time. My honorable mention, even though it originally aired in England in 2009, it didn't air in America until 2010. Margaret? My special achievement award goes to BBC Life. Oh, I thought you were going to say Todd Margaret. The Attenborough series. Did you watch the rest of Todd Margaret? Yeah. It was okay. It's, that's not on my list. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the BBC Life, the Attenborough series, is fucking amazing. There's a frog that rolls down a mountain and shit. I would give an honorable mention to Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town, because it was really funny. What's that? It was the miniseries that they did this year. Right on. It was really good. I would give the Special Achievement Award to a new channel that launched this year what called Hub. Hub. Oh, my God. There's Wonder Years, Doogie Howser, Family Ties, Old Transformers, Old Fraggle Year. All things you can watch on YouTube for free. <laughs> this is a celebration of the greatest shows of all time. Yes. Watching Wonder Years. I tried to watch Hub. If you watch it, I, it was all kids shows. On. It's hard to watch Wonder Years online because they keep taking them off because of the music rights. Yeah. Record companies go down there and take down clips of Wonder Years and shit. Hub is running the Wonder Years with the original music? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's incredible. So check out Hub. And the old 60s Batman TV show that isn't on DVD. Yes. And, and check out the terrible 60s Batman TV it's not show. not terrible. It's awesome. Okay. Death Traps. What? Death Traps. And there's a new R.L. Stein show. Is there? It's that premiered on Christmas. The is Haunting it, Hour. Do you like the it? The Haunting Hour. I haven't watched it yet. I have it on my TiVo. Are you going to watch it? Yes, totally. Right on love R.L. Stein. I like his books. I want to meet R.L. Stein. I want R.L. Stein on our show. <laughs> I want. Him. I want. How do we I, get R.L. I want. I want. I want. R.L., if you are listening to this. This is Brendo, and I want everything. Please come on our show, and I'll talk to you about Fear Street. <laughs> He's listening to this? I don't know. You think he was, like, listening, and he was like, uh, I don't know if I'd go on these guys' show. Wait a minute. If you make t-shirts, that has Fear to be Street a, was my I, gateway to Stephen King. You should make t-shirts to say, I would talk to you about Fear Street. Like, oh, Fear Street so was my gateway to Stephen King. Show. If there was no Fear Street, I never would have read Stephen King, and I loved it so much. You probably would have read Stephen King. I mean, he's Eventually, I don't know, but I, that's when I got into it. And there, there was a particular Stephen King novel called... He's like, and I love Say Cheese and Die Part 2, so no, fuck man, you. Not, fuck Goosebumps. no. Fear not Street. There was a, not fuck. There was a great. Together with goosebumps and Fear, Fear Street. Fear Street was awesome because people actually got killed and like shit went down. Look at down. Mr. Dark over here. Yeah. In goosebumps, Uh-oh. siblings got. I'm erased. getting scared. I think we should end this. Halloween shit. party. Getting a weird glow. Halloween in his party. Eye. People died. Man. Is that what you wanted to happen as a kid? No. But it just was like, wow, there are books where people die. You and like all real. your bullies at one high school party, and you're like, Wait, I, you wish, read the I wish, I wish R.L. Stein was real and he was my dad. <laughs> people die in the Bible. That's true. A lot of people. That's a very good point. People die in the Bible. Main yeah. character. Uh, Main character. <laughs> my fa- what are your top ten favorite Bible verses of the year? I didn't read the Bible this year. Derek? Uh, what's John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his one only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. That one. I can even do it in Spanish. Do it in Spanish. Por qué de tal manera amó Dios el mundo que el dado a su hijo unigenito no se pierde que tenga vida eterna. And on that note, thank you for joining us, folks. You can check us out on Twitter. At, I don't uh, think I did the last part it's right. It's okay. I'm at Camel Toad and Smodcast. You can check out BagBoarded.com, CamelToadProductions.com. I'm at Brendo Man. Check out my new site, WTFOfTheDay.com, BrendoMan.com, BraxComics.com. 
Check out at Derek Armijo. Oh, he's on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Check sorry. Out at Derek Armijo and come to the Smod Castle Friday nights for Popsicles with me and Matt Cohen. Absolutely. And folks, oh. New Year's Eve. The, you know what? Fuck New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Day right now, man. People listening to this episode fresh. If you're not, it's sometime in the future or the past. Oh, yeah. Happy 2011. Happy 2011. But even happier news, mosey over to smodcastle.com, folks. The year of Smod is upon us. The entire January calendar is listed up at Smod Castle. You can get it, tickets. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's, if Brendo says it's nuts, I mean, it's a testament, right, Brendo? What else is nuts? Uh, 902-0. What else is nuts? Uh, Black Swan. What else is nuts? Fear Street, Smod Castle. Give me something not on your list that's nuts. Fear Street. Okay, so if you like Black Swan, Smod Castle, Fear Street, and Comic-Con. 90210, and Comic-Con, you're going <laughs> to love January at Smod Castle. So come check us out, man. Brenda will be here. Yes. I'll talk to you about stuff. I will talk about a lot of shit. If you're R.L. Stein, he'll talk to you about Fear Street. Totally. Or Halloween Party. Broken Hearts. All that stuff. All that stuff. Let's well, save Broken it. Hearts was let's, good. Let's save it for R.L. Stein, man. Maybe, maybe it'll happen now. He also wrote Eureka's Castle. He created it. He created Eureka's Castle, which is a great show. Let's save it. Let's save it for RL. Yes. You know? Okay. Save it for RL. All right, RL. Keep it in the brain box. Come on down to Smod Castle. Come on down to Smod Castle in January, RL Stein, or if you're not and RL everybody Stein. everybody else. Because uh, we got really cool stuff going on. Folks, as always, check out goldenapplecomics.com, purple-tree.com. Thank you for supporting Bagged and Boarded. We love you. Brenda wants to blow you. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brenda Creasy. It's been Bagged and Boarded. It's been real. What? What? Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from. There are so many to choose from on the Smodcast Podcast Network. On Sundays, it's me and Scott doing the classic Smodcast, the show that started it all. Mondays, it's me and Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. There's so many to choose from. Tuesdays, you get a double shot of goodness, man. Malcolm Ingram's blowhard, as well as Red State of the Union Q&As, our podcast show about our forthcoming movie. There's so many to choose from. On Thursdays, drop the gloves with the puck nuts, the same guys that bring you Tell Em Steve Dave on Fridays. And don't forget on Saturdays, Jay and Silent Bob get old with me and Jason Muse. There's so many to choose from. You could try some shows that aren't so regular, just happen every once in a while, like Highlands, a people history, where me and people that grew up in the town I grew up look back at the town we grew up in. Smarriage at Smod Castle, where real live people get real live married by real Rev Kev, that'd be me. There's so many to choose from. Smodimations, that's where me and Scott are drawn as cartoons. They take little sections of Smodcast we've done and animate them, man, and make them even funnier somehow. And if you've ever been to Smod Castle, then you've met Matt Cohen, and Matt Cohen has his own show, Bagged and Boarded, which is also now at Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from. I know you keep telling me, man, but did you know that most of the podcasts at Smodcast.com are recorded live in front of a studio audience at Smodcastle, our theater out in Los Angeles on Santa Monica Boulevard between Wilcox and Cole. There's so many to choose from. Scott, even at Smodcastle, there are so many to choose from. Every week, you could see Malcolm Ingram do his show Blowhard Live. You could see me and Jason Mewes doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. You could see Matt Cohen doing Bagged and Boarded. You can come see Tom Green do a show down there. You could see me and Mosier doing the occasional Smodcast 3D. 
There's so many to choose from. That's right. For one low price, a hundred bucks, you can see every show that happens in Smodcastle for a month. Every show you go, you get that basically comes down to be like four bucks a show. I mean, come on, you can't get a better deal than that. Go to smodcastle.com slash smodpass for the smodpass, or just stay right here on smodcast.com and listen to any of the shows that we throw up there free for nothing because we love you. And guess what? There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from.